You're listening to Thursday Night Season 4, Episode 48. Sparkling white snow all around this Goliath encampment. The entire tribe gathered around the fire. Torches set up in a ring around uh, a prominent speaking position. Musicians, Goliaths playing instruments. Drums. Some sort of stringed instrument you've never seen before made from a spine of a creature. A ram. A ram or, ram or something. Playing the traditional glad song, Rampede. Rampede. Yeah. But Armageddon. The chief. <laughs> I don't remember the different, all generically kind of almost Russian accents I did for all the glass. You're going to have to forgive me. Just go with a Norwegian across the hey, board. Hey, you're, hey, you're, well, you're giving me too today. much credit already, so let's just... Soften it, soften it. Don't even give game. zero yeah. suggestions. <laughs> zero <laughs> suggestions. Got a productive. Going to keep moving forward, please. Uh, Charlie Nixon, but Russian. Seriously? Uh, the chief stands in the Hello? middle of the circle. It says, People, we are here. No, we would say some say some bear jaw lines. Bear does not say lines for you. We are gathered here with our guests for a Yo. storytelling moot. A oh, snow oh my God, the Goliath of Crazy Barker. We, yeah, and they're all like, will tell the <laughs> tales of snowbanks that we all know and have heard. Tell. Uh, Heard the stories of in our travels, individual and as a tribe, in exchange. And then she looks to where you are all sitting and says, You will tell us the stories of your great deeds. He says, Come, you must go first. Show us that you are worthy of the tales of Snowbane. <laughs> Mock goes from sour to more gruff. More gruff than you see in the wild. <laughs> she's looking at your whole group, she's looking for someone to stand up. <laughs> Mock says, well, I'm not about this blowhard nonsense. <laughs> Crosses his arms. Uh, I was often told in the temple that my sermons would often put the parishioners to sleep. Tristan <laughs> <laughs> was terrible. I was about to say, the yeah. crowd's starting to get quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tristan stands up, like and his ears, he stands up so fast, his ears, big flop ears, uh, <laughs> catches everyone's attention. So, the... It's not like a coat with like arms. It's like a cloak and a hood. So just a giant white woolly cloak <laughs> and big floppy ears and his face in between. All the guys go, oh, oh, a child, a child's face. Uh, he says, um, 
I've got a story for you. And she gestures to the middle of the fire and steps out to the middle of the torches. Your ass on the he steps forward. And the uh, Goliaths uh, cheer and you hear them say, The one who plays with children. It never sounds good. It You're, never sounds good. Keep going, keep going. Uh, and he takes out his Smurf Nebulin labyrinth and flicks it. And then, like, firelight, he uses minor illusion to create the roar of a dragon. In fact, uh, night scales. Night scales. <laughs> the, some of the glides, like, stand up and they're like, like they're listening Which just while push. standing. Uh, and he says, You hear that, Goliath? That's the sound of an angry dragon. An angry dragon that our guru faced deep beneath the dwarven ruins of Krunjakar. There we were, water pouring over us, the fetid smell of swamp in our nostrils, darkness surrounding us. Thick as the snow, looking for the evil dragon, Nightscale. We knew she was there, but we did, had nary an idea where. We walked forward into the gloom. One then, from below. And then he reaches down and throws a bunch of snow into the air. <gasps> the mighty dragon's face burst from the fetid swamp. As it spilled <laughs> forth. <laughs> Martin Brown so just gets deeper. Striking <laughs> our mightiest fighter who claims the scars yet. And he like points yeah. as the fire gleams on the scars on the side. Raw, like, welt on his face. He's like, it's here, like. It's fine. Goliaths cheer and clap oh. and look to mom. Yeah. Someone pushes a mail into your hand. Yeah. yeah. Like it. Oh. It's, hey, it's, it's goat alcohol, let's be clear. Yes. Hey, no, 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 he, Ram. He's been, he's been hitting the goat alcohol. Oh, yeah, yeah. And goat it's, alcohol. It's just keep, keep going, that's what he has. The dragon thought she'd gotten the best of us, but she didn't think to look up, for you see above her was our hidden weapon. <laughs> the mighty... How do you even hide one of those? The amazing, the very formidable Berjol clinging to the ceiling. She launched herself <laughs> hammer ahead and connected with the cranium of that dire beast. He means head face. <laughs> Scales and blood and brains went everywhere. And the beast lay flat on the water like an oil slick. Is that a thing in medieval times? Sure. sure. There is yeah. a yeah. oil. Yeah. There are yeah. slicks. Uh, it's still slick back in these times. <laughs> Without even knowing what hit her, the mighty dragon was laid... Under her treasures were ours. The crowd just everyone standing and clapping and cheering and whooping and uh, you see like one Goliath just grabs another and flips him over to the ground and people are like cheering and just pounding and uh, uh, and the chief uh, chief gets up and says. Are you sure doing the howl? It, oh, no, I'm doing yours. <laughs> and they're doing your accent now. Let's <laughs> tell the other story of Baratonic glory. You know how to pander to a crowd. 
I always trained on it for years. That will work on us every time. Have a seat. Have <laughs> that a seat. will work every time. We're open about our weaknesses and preferences. <laughs> we like the big story. She then gestures and says, We will repay the story with one of our own. And uh, she looks over the crowd, and a Goliath stands up. And she says, True Drifter, come forward. Tell your tale. Who's going to go first with a tale? That's Snowbank. I'd be up for that. All right. So I was confused. Cause that was, oh, okay. So this is stories about Snowbank. That's right. Okay. Wow. And also interspersed with our own. So. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. what threw me out. Get those fresh, too. <laughs> I didn't tell you to think of those because we've been telling that for the last year. Hey, you have the book. You can read the glass name. It's fair for the teacher to call on people who don't raise their hands. What was the glass name? True, True Drifter. Drifter. True Drifter. True Drifter. Too Fast, Too Furious. True Drifter. I am True Drifter. And many, many generations ago, there was a mighty Goliath named Snowbane. Snowbane. Snowbane had ventured south and was climbing the Kalim Mountain on the southern, the southern coast. And a tribe of Goliaths there had thought it funny to claim to Snowbane that the mountain had insulted her. Is Snowbane a lady? Snowbane's a lady. Had insulted her. And they created a, a, a story about how the mountain had, had insulted her and claimed she was weak. And they told this story again and again for, for weeks that Snowbane stayed with them, seeking shelter. Until Snowbane had had enough of it. And she challenged the mountain. And Blow after blow and punch after punch, she pounded the mountain down, and that is how the Kalim Desert now exists. <laughs> says, and, and says, thank you, uh, true, wait, true, true, drifter. Drifter. true drifter. Thank you. Sir. Next, tell us another tale, another tale of your exploits. gestures. Says, Surely that is not the only thing that among all of you you have done. Uh, how about how you, that one time you resurrected your fucking cousin? Ooh, ooh tell him that one. Oh, tell him about the troll, too. Yeah. Alright. Lions are sort of like hesitantly excited. You guys are taking a long time to get it, get we're up all, each time. We're all like huddling. Oh, just tell him about Drossenberg. Alright. Ah. So this was a tale from. Which is in the in the torches. Head on, walk over. No one can okay. see you in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's because the guards don't have night vision. They yeah. need you to stand in the light so they can see you. We did not see well in the dark. <laughs> my head's off camera for actually this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Ah, uh, Baron uh, stands up by the fire and he says, "Ah, uh, this tale is from." Ah, uh, not but a week or two past. We were traveling on the road, heading north, when in the night we were set upon by a pair of frost trolls and uh, their ice wolves. Uh, I, I myself was on watch that night, and I called the alarm, uh, happening to spot them just before they attacked. And it was all my poor... Uh, fellow allies here could do to stand up before they, they were upon us. Um, uh, the troll struck fast and true, 
and uh, lay, and the frost breath blew their icy breath and laid do- low my cousin here. What's true? Green. It's true. It happened this just as he true? said. <laughs> and he died. Oh. He died. He died. died. Show him the scars, Thruston. He pulls down his cloak. Ooh. There's a web of blue scars up his collarbone. Nipples like icicles. <laughs> but he walks. Aye. In a moment of quick thicking, I made use of the blessings of Moradin and preserved his corpse, frozen in death, with nary a moment passing. Nary a moment. It was then we made haste with the help of a swift elven ranger who took us to a place of safety not far away when I called upon the powers of my god and performed a miracle the likes of which I had ne'er tried before, raising him back from the dead. It was all of... I, I didn't know if I would make it. silent. And I oh, made my peace, off. knowing that the effort of it might very well mean that I may join my cousin in death instead of me reviving him. Ah... Uh, but we gathered stones and, and prepared him in our dwarven traditions, and uh, all the radiant might of Moradin was upon me in that moment, and it was all I could do to channel it into my ailing cousin's body and pull him back from the plains of uh, death where he traveled. And now he stands here among us today. The crowd, uh, the crowd is actually a little bit hesitant, and a voice speaks up from the crowd and says, what is this before or after the uh, night scale? Ah, before. It says, you brought him back and he went on to do even greater deeds. Oh, aye. And uh, the crowd reacts to that and like murmurs and claps and then the claps get louder and louder and louder. Goliaths Ooh. like want to die in glory in battle. Yeah, it's a, a risk of like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like you banked all that points and then you come back and you lose it all. And uh, the chief gets up and says, Truly, a story worthy worthy of another tale of our own. Who will go next? Who's Uh-oh. the next guy? Or Goliath? I want all the names. Uh, we have to claim it by name. <laughs> all right. Another one stands up, like, fast and uh, strides right over and says, Goat Frightener! You are next to tell your story. I want Goat Frightener. (laughs) Goat Frightener has kind of like this perpetual kind of like pain. Kind of like, 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 like literally someone just jumped out of the closet and he wasn't expecting it. But he comes and his resonant bass tones carry uh, far beyond the, uh, the, the circles of the moot. And he says, I will tell the story of the children of Snowbane. For many know that Snowbane wanders here and there across the entire world, but few know why. Snowbane is a, a mighty matriarch, and she will bed any man that she desires, for you may run for years on end and not escape her, and you may <laughs> struggle against her for months with all of your might, but she will have you if she so desires. <laughs> no one knows who is the sire of her children or how many there were, but Snowbane took to have children, and ten children she carried in her womb for That's ten whole time. years. <laughs> 
when it came time to deliver her children, she raised mountains where there were none across the face of the the world. A great mountain uh, deep beneath the underdark, far beneath the world. A mountain so large that it raised an, uh, uh, an island far out in the ocean. An, uh, a, a, mount, a great mountain in, uh, deep in the, in the desert uh, where, where only the hardiest may travel to. A, de- uh, a, a, mountain, uh, a mountain far beneath the surface of the world and a mountain, they say the largest in all the spine of the world. Somewhere lost in these very mountains lies one of the, one of the mountains created by Snowbank for her children. The others, there is not even rumor. There is not story. And upon these mountains, she birthed her children of, uh, of, 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 of many races and of, of, many, uh, of many types. And there they live to this day on these mountains. And Snowbane travels the world visiting her children, always wandering, always, uh, always unfindable. And this is Snowbane. And the lions all this is Snowbane! You hear, uh, you hear cheese, and you hear another one saying, "That's my favorite one." That's my favorite. One. <laughs> that is a good story. The chief gets up and says, "Thank you, Goat Frightener." Who? Says truly, one of the greatest tales of Snowbane of them all. He says, "Come now, tell us another story." These people. In the, in, the, in the torch. And he, and he steps Speaking forward. Torch. And, uh, the torch. And, uh, yeah, he, you, you see the, the light reflect off his, uh, his oily, grimy skin, which is already starting to replenish its, its, uh, it's, its rind. It's grime layer. And, um, <clears throat> thank God. Chapped, chapped from the snow. They get the wrong chapped idea otherwise. And he, and he, uh, steps forward to the light and, um, and definitely plays up kind of his, uh, his, uh, mysterious, kind of gross, um, Forest Sage kind of kind of vibe. He says, "These people have told you some of our exploits, but they have they have forgotten how we first how we first found each other deep beneath an ancient ruin out towards out towards the coast. Some weak, foolish humans. Ugh! ugh and looks around like the humans, tiny, puny, pink ones." <laughs> had lost their children. They claimed they were full grown, but I didn't believe it. <laughs> Beneath the ruins, and, one, and they had become vexed by, by a tree vampire of all things. And we, we went down and <clears throat> slew many creatures and found the tree and destroyed it and destroyed its worshipers. And, and and eliminated the the worshippers from causing any more problems from that poor village. They didn't deserve our help, but they are now safe by our hand. End story. The uh, the Goliaths clap and cheer. We're all of you there for that one too. I. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All except the orc. <laughs> like uh, he, he, he's, he kind of like nods and says, uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, "Don't let him talk." Yeah. Don't let him speak. <laughs> Quick before he says a word. Um. So. Scrimson's down. She stands up and says, 
another excellent story, a tale that was shall be retold again and again by our own to the other tribes that we meet. It says, it says, now to repay re- this story, uh, uh, it says, I will call upon Lumberwalker. Also strong. And Lumberwalker uh, stands up more slender than uh, more slender than many of the other Goliaths and uh, silently steps forward uh, into the circle. I will be Lumberwalker. Lumberwalker. Maybe, maybe he doesn't lumber. Maybe he just walks on lumber. Yeah, he's very skilled at it. They would call it balance beam. In yeah. that, that is what, <laughs> uh, what his name is. I was thinking like he lumbers as he walks. Like uh, uh. it's not lumbering walker. Oh, it's a different Goliath. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I have story from a neighboring clan, Broken Hand, where my friend lives. <laughs> and he is hunter. And he tell me story about his ancestor, who was also a hunter. And uh, his hunter ancestor made a uh, snowbine. Like, yeah, nice way. So he he do, he told me story about his ancestor hunter, who who made snowbine because he was his ancestor hunter was looking for a missing clansman and the clansman they went they went to the last place where they found him and he was they found not the the, the missing person but they found his his uh, footsteps and they found the, the trail so they followed the trail and they went on he just by himself. The ancestor. <laughs> <laughs> you, you made this bed. <laughs> it's an awkward cock on the audience. Pardon me, this is a serious story. Um, so he followed the trail all by himself, and then he came upon an area where there was a struggle. And in the struggle there was the one steps entered and then after the struggle two steps appeared and so he followed the trail of two steps and then one of the steps there was blood <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually one of the steps disappeared and there was only one set of steps. Ooh. And so thinking there was danger, the ancestor ran f- faster to find where the steps went. And then he found another Goliath, a woman who looked of great power. And he asked her, did you kill the missing person? <laughs> and then she said, no, you fool. I carried him. He is resting in the tent over there. <laughs> Go get him and bring him home. I don't want to carry him anymore. And that was the end of the story. When I was tired, Snowbane carried me. I know. That's so amazing. Snowbane is Jesus. The chief. Stands up, <laughs> and uh, the chief is <laughs> the chief is chuckling and says, 
love that one. <laughs> Such a twist ending. Says, thank you, thank you, Lumberwalker. Uh, and says, come, come, we have many more tales for you in exchange. Who has not gone? And he points, uh, uh, he, she uh, gestures to mock, to bear jaw, like so mock, just, I finishes his ale. No, and the little thing. Man looks at the cup and shrugs and takes the dais. <clears throat> and he says, <clears throat> Well, there, uh, my good Goliaths, you've heard some mock, tales mock, of mock, uh, mock, mock, mock. feats of strength or of magic and bravery, and uh, my com- companions and I, uh, we like to think we are, we are, uh, we are plentiful in all of these things, but I'll tell you something even more important and near and dear, but before I do, can someone uh, assist me with the... Yeah, <laughs> and the top of his glass, he says, thank you, because it, it, is, it is related to the story. Longfinger came over and, thank you, uh, Longfinger, bless you. Longfinger, he says, uh, he says, a storied campaign such as ours will have uh, its days of misery and defeat, but more often it will have days of victory, and with victory comes celebration! And ah! I heavily quashed like a half half of what was uh, poured into his cup. He says, there we were, there we were, uh, on the road to Mirabar, set with our eyes on the spine of the world to come see what treasures lie beneath Karundrakar and who might we meet to help us on our quest. But before, before, we knew we needed to come together and carouse another huge drink of glass. He says, there's a, uh, <laughs> there's a vile establishment in Mirabar. The, uh, patrons, the patrons of whom would, uh, wouldn't be trusted by their own mothers, uh, and would be, we just as quick to stab their friend as give them a loan. He says, but there we lay, we, we lit out to, uh, to drink their slug juice, fight their, uh, fight their gladiators, and, uh, and, and tr- truly, truly, Deeply imbibe of the of the local of the local varietals. <laughs> there I was, face to face with who I thought at the time, in retrospect, you know, was just another another near to well like myself. It turned out he ended up being someone of of of, of, of power and retribution, but I didn't know that at the time. <clears throat> so we loaded the table up with some of the vilest, harshest swill you can imagine, and started throwing them back. Uh, gambling for small amounts of coin, but you know, at times the bets got bigger. And then, and he's, he says, he drinks again, this time emptying the glass and calls for another one. Just like <laughs> just, that. Just like that. <laughs> <clears throat> Refill, same gun? Uh, 805. Uh, and I think he gets a, maybe a more tentative refill now because I think, as many of you guys know, the glass are starting to think that he's wandering a bit. And, and, and you guys are seeing that Mock is starting to even in his kind of like delivery begin a little bit long-winded and a little bit like queasier on his feet. And he says, oh, so no. we got a shot, we got a shot. And oh, how was it? Was it two shots apiece? And then there was the knife throwing. And, <laughs> and then, then you get some. Okay. I was aiming. is going somewhere. I was aiming for the target, and I didn't quite mean to hit him in the. But there he was with the knife in his shoulder. <laughs> so I woke up. Playing so loud. So woke up in prison the next day, and yeah, uh, Bear Job wasn't too sore about it. She had 
killed a few people last the night before, and uh, I think it ended up turning out pretty well. Uh, the end. <laughs> uh, the chief like wasn't ready to get up. And the chief's like, oh, uh, hey, getting up. Oh, uh, thank you for that uh, um, yeah. most interesting story. Uh, Details. And he sits down and starts again on his third glass. Of- There's definitely a Goliath named Knife in Shoulder who thought that story was about him. What was that story about me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Knife in his shoulder. He's still there. <laughs> Like me, like me. A Goliath stands up and uh, holding a huge hammer drops it to the ground as it goes thud. And uh, and the chief says, Hard holler, come up. Hard holler? Hard holler. And uh, hard holler steps into the circle. Um, I'll do it. I, okay. Not, uh, do you really? Go for it. I mean, I can. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I'll let you just go for it. You make oh, notes? Oh, oh boy. Oh. These are written on the hammer. Uh, on the he just turns his hammer. Uh, I can't read. <laughs> Is it written in iambic pentameter? No, no, it's just Mind bullet points. There are once. All right, let him, let him, let him go, guys. I will tell you a tale of strength and cunning of Snowbane. Snowbane. Once in the far north, Snowbane wandered for many days and many nights. The blizzard blew cold, and there was no food to be found. Just when she thought all was lost, she came across a troop of ice elves. Who even heard of such a thing? But ice elves this was. Blue-skinned elves. And they lived in this far north lands, and they seemed troubled and sad, and it was their whole troop traveling across the barren ice. And they saw Snowbane, and they offered her food, and she was grateful. And she, they told her their tale. It said on their high holy day of the winter solstice, the coldest day of the year, in their great celebration, they were attacked in their village by ice trolls. And before they could gather and rouse themselves, they, they were about to be all defeated, and so they fled. They fled their prized village, hidden deep in this valley, with a hot spring, a choice place in the frozen far north. Well, if you can't defend it, then... <laughs> right. But Snowbane, realizing these poor, unfortunate people, they fed her when she was weak. So she says, I, I will help you get your home back. So this is what she does. She tells the people, go and be ready, and you will know when it is time to go. And so she goes to the village town, and there are all the trolls. Ten ice trolls. Ten ice trolls. So many ice trolls. They are giants, each one of them. And she begins to dance among them, striking them here and there with her axe. And they are angered, but they are trolls. You strike them, and and they heal. And you strike them, and they heal. They can only be burned with fire or poison or something. And so the trolls, they are enraged. And they begin to chase Snowbane. This was Snowbane's plan. So she leads the trolls on a merry chase. And she lets them chase her all day. Until just as the light begins to fade, the chase leads back to the camp. But oh, the empty town. It is not empty anymore. It is now full of ice ice elves. And they have barricaded the doors, and they have fixed their walls, and they have their bows full of fire. And the trolls, they are against the walls on this side, and the archers in the fire, and, and Snowbane on the other. And Snowbane, aha, where she had just been playing with the trolls before, now she lets out her wrath in force. 
and with the aid of the burning arrows of the ice elves, she slays every troll until all are dead. And the ice elves thanked Snowbane, and they feasted her there for many days, and it was all such happiness. The end. It was all such happiness. Thank you, thank you. Uh, not Sam. Uh, hard holler. Hard holler. Hard. Sam hard holler. Sam hard holler. Uh, if you're gonna this, haul him. Truly, truly, hard. a story worthy of uh, worthy of the tales you have told us. Tell me, do you want to hear more? He says, come, come, tell us another, tell us another. Pretty much everyone's got to say me, yeah? Fairjaw and Oilvane. I feel like Fairjaw's got to go last. It doesn't matter to me, so if you have I think Fairjaw lasts. Yeah. Alright. Oilvane walks up to the torchlight. The mic. The mic stand. And he looks out amongst the crowd, and then he kind of hunches over, and he kind of glares at everybody. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story about the most villainous villain of them all. Oh my god, that's what you're doing. His name is Ted. Woo! Fucking Ted. Ted. Fucking Ted. He's the worst. Fucking Ted. He, you know, <laughs> How many heads there. does he have? How He's many? got one, but he's the worst. Oh, he only needs one. He looks like a giant baby, especially probably compared to you. He, he won't once upon a time, he was all riding around in the sky, we'll explain that later, but he was naked the whole entire time and everybody had to sit really close together. It was awful. And it wasn't the good kind of naked, it was the worst kind of naked. Oh, the, the Goliaths are getting mostly quiet by just listening to this They're like, we about bad naked, they're like, oh, And I used to think he was a really good father, but now he's actually a terrible father. He's a shit father. He's a shit father. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've not seen it. They've seen it. They know he's bad. Oh, he turns a shit. Yeah, he's shit. Shit father. The worst. Right. Was not redeemable about that one. Yeah, he's a. looking back between oil vein and the peanut gallery. The peanut gallery. You guys, the only ones responding. We're story. We clearly have strong feelings about it. They don't really understand why. There is one Goliath woman here who traveled from a first leg. Is that the Ted I know. <laughs> I know. It's kind of like eyes wide. No way. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Keep in character. Oh, he's the worst. Yeah, I've been like, yeah, I thought, you know, when he, he, he was, all right, he's my dad, right? So he left me when I was about eight years old. You know, I don't know if that means what that means to you, Goliath, because we all look tired. Where's crickets? Were you weak? I was even smaller. How weak were you? I was now. I was really small. Half the size, maybe. You know, but still, still, you know, I, you know, I didn't know any better. I thought he was leaving because he was disappointed in me. <laughs> Turns out, he's just a fucking asshole. The glass also kind of shrugged a little. There's the worst. I mean, I mean, you know, it just kind of you had to be there. That's you what, had you know, to be. You had to be there. And uh, you know what? You know what he did. Uh, I mean, at this point, you notice uh, oil vein doesn't have his uh, arm. Yeah, his arm is. He hasn't summoned yet. And says, uh, yeah, you know, like so, you know, that's, you know. Uh, Deep down, you know, I mean, I didn't know before, but he's the reason why I lost my arm. That's why I only have one arm right now, because Whoa. my dad was irresponsible. With his <laughs> he was irresponsible. There's no way to raise a child. What kind of word is that? Just, you know, just, just use your imagination. Anytime, you know, you, know, you never let your child lose an arm. You know, that's just ridiculous. 
there's a couple what children out there you? with no arm. <laughs> I'm like, like looking around like, I thought I was supposed to be proud of this lost arm. And then like, it was kind of a badge of honor. Oh, they kind of like... Kind of shifts his, his summer robe a little bit. It's not a little hot. His summer robes. These are. Fairness is like, you're tonight. doing fine, honey. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, but yeah, Keep I should say, if you ever see this uh, Ted. Kill. Ted. Kill. Ted. Kill. Ted. Listen, this is a crap. Goliath, hit it, bear job. Well, at least. I was trying to get the chance. You see a man named Ted shows up here for no reason. Just break his legs in his arms. I mean, I would feel happy with that, and uh, you know, Orlando's not sure if he actually wants to kill Ted because he's he just gonna like, keep. There's information there that he wants to know, but he's like, I just break his legs in his arms. Goliaths. It's more like there's there's not much reaction to Goliaths. Say, did you did you kill him? Not yet. He ran away like a coward. Did you break his knees? No. He, so that's how he ran. He had no broken knees. He stole my pinky. It's a long story, but I got back in the weirdest way possible. So <laughs> he took your your finger. Uh, the smallest, least You got it back, one. so you beat him yeah. to a pulp and well, took it from I mean, him. Then he, like, he uh, bites his thumb, smears it on his plate, and then his arm, his black arm pops up. <laughs> Saving the best for last! Uh, it was this one right here. He actually took it. And then I got it back. Here's a weird story, but you know, I'm I'm just happy I got so, it. Back. I'll tell a bunch of the glasses. Show me a magic oil vein. Looking at oil vein. Good night, everybody. <laughs> he waves with it. The chief gets up and says, "Okay, okay. Um, uh, we'll tell another story." Um, that was weird. That was, uh, <laughs> so that was interesting, so right? Now for some stories. Is uh, a, a great warrior. It sounds like no, that should no. be. <laughs> no, no, no! He just strikes fear He's into horrible. his enemies and and children. He's the worst kind of warrior. And people go, "Yeah, Ted!" <laughs> Oh, the name is Pinky Stealer. <laughs> Pinky. He'll take the arm of his own child. You see a lot of dads like, I should treat my kid more <laughs> like that. Like, and somebody you've got two arms. I'm stealing. I'm, I'm so, so soft on you. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Preloading kids with their two <laughs> arms. I'm a real father, I would have been. <laughs> hmm. The next Goliath stands up, oh, head bowed, and walks towards the circle. And the chief oh, says, well, let's split it. Day shot. And steps aside. Day shot? Mm. Day Kaelin, you want to go? Misa, day. Day shot. Day shot. Uh, Kaelin should I'll go. Yeah, you're yeah, going yeah, yeah. to now have to do... Otherwise, I'd have to do two in a row. You already have to do two in a row. No, he's got yeah. one. He's, no, well, no, you're I've the last a, player. Goliath story. Oh. So either you do Goliath story, then bear jaw, or bear jaw, then Goliath. I'm not super attached to the, to the Goliath story, so if you want to do that, then I'll okay. do bear jaw. Yeah. Or, or I'll do bear jaw. Just pick. You pick. It is a Goliath story right okay, now. You do I'll do Goliath story now. So what's this guy's name? Day shot. Day shot. Day shot stands up. He shoots shot, in the day. Shot, 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 yeah, he's got really good at it. Slim, but he's got these extremely sculpted arms. He always wears his bow across his back, but he's got a patch over one eye. And his other eye is a very light brown, almost yellow. He says. All Goliath know of the time that Ashardalon, the great red worm, came to these mountains to recruit an army of Goliaths. He made his home deep in the caves 
of the Solback Mountains, and he came in the guise of a Goliath with red shining eyes to recruit his tribe into his army. He came to one village, and there, across the fire, at the great meeting he had called, he saw a Goliath woman named Snowbean. In her cold eyes met his hot, smoldering eyes, and they looked across the fire at each other. And all the tribe went silent. And together, they went to his cave. And the sound of their lovemaking echoed across <laughs> the valleys for Cousin 20 Evelyn. days <laughs> and 20 nights. <laughs> and all heard it. And all knew that Snowbane had a plan. Snowbane. After 20 days and 20 nights of lovemaking, Ashadron was finally exhausted and went to sleep. <laughs> All could hear his great dragon snores echoing across the valley. And Snowbane snuck out and went to the great frozen lake of the Solback Mountains and from it cut a collar spiked with ice and fitted all around the Chardelon's neck. And when Chardelon awoke, the ice spikes cut into his neck and he was enraged. But when he turned into a dragon, the collar was too tight and he could not breathe. And he was forced to fly down south to the weak, warm sunlands. And there, the collar melted. But he was too afraid to come back. And that is how Snowbane freed the mountains from the wrath of Ashardalon. Snowbane! Truly, truly the greatest achievement of all of the Snowbane tales. And says, I'm so glad you decided to tell it. Thank you, thank you. And uh, says, I know that story. Nobody tells it like you. Nobody. Uh, because nobody dares. And says, do details. Now, guests, honored guests among our tribe. He says, please, please do tell us that Bearjaw has a story to share with us tonight. Bearjaw goes up to the... And uh, she has a big smile on her face. Bearjaw's been telling stories since she arrived. Hasn't stopped. Is is she wearing the helmet? Absolutely she's wearing the helmet. I mean, it adds to the whole persona. Um, okay. Fellow country people, my Goliath brethren and sisterin, my party members, my family. I am afraid I must say something that is a little controversial. <gasps> the crowd is For I have done something that 
there that Snowbane has not done. <laughs> Imagine. Two dragons. Two dragons. <laughs> <laughs> the clouds at your feet. Far below you, the earth moves slowly, but far below. A fall, you would plummet and crush your skull, smushed upon the ground or buried within the sand or drowned within the ocean so far down you could not imagine it. There are gasps from the glass. Indeed, I have been that high up. <gasps> Only held by small balloon full yeah. of hot air. Barely held up by mere physics. And I am not small, as you know. A mere half step to the side. I would plummet down, smoosh, gone. No more, Berja. That easy, that simple. Why would you go in such a contraption? Because I am Berja. Berja! <laughs> Yay, Berja! I have only gotten heavier since then. Look at my armor. Look at my mask. And where did we go? To only the most deep, dark place. How many of you have seen even one goblin? Awesome. One, one, one of them raised How the many of you have seen 20 goblins? One of the hands goes down, the mm, other stays up. Mm-hmm. How about a hundred goblins? He, he like... Put down your hand, Steve. You're lying. Put it down. Poor Steve. Poor Steve, liar. Goblin liar. Goblin liar. Goblin liar. We're gonna shun you. Not only did I encounter so many goblins in so short time, but we defeated all of them. With physics. With. With crushing physics, yes, oh. it is complicated, but what you do is you take the skull and you just squeeze it and... And I shook one until it died! Never stop shaking. That was a good one. Goblins are small. When you put that many together, it's very impressive. Do not, uh, do not uh, underestimate that. Charge down. We took an entire civilization of goblins and crushed them down into dust until there was nothing left. <sighs> yes. Yes, that is when you all clap. Oh. Bear yes. 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 <laughs> but that was not all. There was also an enormous lizard. <gasps> Think about small lizard, not impressive. Think about large lizard, still not impressive. Enormous lizard that can swallow bear jaw, pretty impressive. It tried to eat that one. The bladder ball loser! Bladder loser! Oh, damn. But, <laughs> but who, who pried open the jaws of the lizard? Bear Who beat the lizard up from the inside of the lizard? Indeed, it was I who survived being eaten by it by my own choice. To crush from within that which could not be crushed from without. With the help of Mark! We crushed oh. it. Oh. Oh. We ate it. I don't think we ate it. <laughs> Sounds good for that. Not only that, 
But do you know what we did after we went out of the place with the goblins and the lizards and the monsters? We went back into the I imagine there's a lot of times. Why would you go back in there? Why would you do that? What is physics? You want to keep your feet on the ground. I see that reference. Walking is. The balloon is clearly the most dangerous way to travel. The most dangerous way to travel. And the slowest. The chief gets up, clapping in her own right, and says, Oh, thank you, Berja. The tales around the encampment are that you have stories to tell, and you did not disappoint. For that, we shall give one final story for you tonight to wrap up this moot. Moot, 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 moot. <laughs> Rockmaker! And... <laughs> Rockmaker stands up holding a rock and puts it down on the ground carefully. Oh, that's a nice rock. That's a nice rock. That's one of my best. Oh, You're like making them though. Nah, this is also you. Oh no! That's no. what we said! We yeah. said it had to be back to back. Always the, uh, should've gone earlier. Always the skeptic. Fine, fine. You just gotta do a different Goliath voice. Uh, uh, just another Jesus story. Another Jesus thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This one's called Loaves of Bread. The Goliath of Fishes. The Goliath of Fishes. By the time he kicked the, like, kicked the shit out of everybody in the temple. Kill him. Oh, yeah. yeah Push over the table. A job of whip people. Yeah. Get your money out. Mm. Or the okay. fig tree had the fruit and he's like, fuck uh, tree. <laughs> do you want a, Do you want a separation in between? Great, I you should do one. I think you should do one. Yeah. Do, no, no, okay. do you want separation between your story? Sure. Okay. Uh, Abek stands up. Yeah! Amazing. And he says, oh, oh, no. well, if there's only one story left, I, I mean, I, I could do a story too. I would like to uh, tell one. I have a story. And the chief says, oh, of course. We did not think you were, we thought you were a slave of theirs and that you were not uh, worthy. Is it okay? Again. And he tells the story. More, more of the ram juice. He says, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a slave. Uh, I'm actually an equal uh, a, a member of this party for the... Uh, I think this is how Amon dies. <laughs> and she says, come forward. And uh, Albeck stands in the middle of the uh, middle of the torches. He says, uh, yes, hello everybody. My name is Abek. Uh, Hi, I am an orc, uh, as you can see by the tusks and the and the skin and the nose and the you know the, the whole the whole just sort of get up. Uh, thank you for letting me uh, help you with your gathering attempts earlier today. And a couple of the Goliaths clap and says, "Yes, yes, uh, you know that was that that, that that was great fun." You know, I've been traveling with these folks for a, a short while. I saw the the slaying of uh, a night scale, and I would be dishonest if I said that I contributed in any significant way there. Uh, I would be a lie. I wanted to tell a story of before these kind souls found me and, and took the, me under their wing. Uh, uh, for they are not only mighty warriors, but they are also compassionate and uh, and, and and very generous, generous and tolerant. And tolerant. <laughs> and, you know, th those are also attributes to be celebrated. And he claps. And a couple of Goliaths a little bit clap and yeah. stop. Is it like, oh, is, like, is, oh, this, yeah, is okay. this still the balloon story? <laughs> well, so when I was with my orc tribe, 
in the old ruins of Kunjakar. Yeah, yeah. Looks around. Isn't it Kunjakar? Uh, says, uh, you know, orcs are not the most trustworthy people on average. Uh, you know, and, and, and lies, lies, lies. We lies, were always lies. on the lookout for for any sort of a, a strange business, and uh, you know. One night I was sleeping, and uh, uh, I was awoken because I f- found one of my I'm kind of a light sleeper. Well, one of my barracks mates had gotten up out of his bed and left the room. And that was a little bit strange, you know. Orcs, we we really like to sleep. We like to sleep at nighttime. It's just you know, or daytime, or whatever is the rules of the time. But you know, the point is we like to sleep. Uh, uh, you know, some people call us really lazy, and you would be—it would be a, a fair explanation based on the translation of that word in some languages. It would be—you know—it's a little more nuanced than that. But but the point is, we like to sleep. And so when he got up, I thought that's strange. Orcs like to sleep. Uh, why is he getting up? This is strange. If he wanted to pee, he could just pee on the floor. That's what most of the orcs do. So uh, I decided to follow him, and I grabbed my—I uh, uh, I, I, I grabbed my bag in case I would need it because you know I'm looking at this and I'm going, I don't know what the deal is. So I decided to sneak after him. Now orcs, we orcs, we are not considered the most sneaky of uh, uh, sneaky of people out there, uh, you know, but. Uh, I do all right. If I, if I say so myself, and I snuck down that corridor, and I hid, and I walked, and I watched him go, and he went down corridor after corridor. Now, this is extra weird, because orcs are, as we said, kind of lazy. So if, even if he's going to pee, he's not going to walk that far, like right outside the door at the very most. Like, come on. So I'm figuring something's up. The shaman are asleep. The chief is asleep. We didn't set up guards because we've been in this place for a long time. We, we didn't feel like we needed it. So I keep following him around the corner. And, and, and then sure enough, I peer around the corner and I see him opening the gate, opening the gate to the stairwell that goes down into the Glitterham. And I'm thinking, well, this is unusual. That's a restricted area. We're not allowed to open up that gate. He in doesn't fact, have the necessary clearance for he does not have the necessary clearance to get through this gate, and also the the chieftain and the uh, shaman have to uh, have to approve uh, any uh, you know travels down into the Glitterham because of the risk it could provide to our tribe. So I'm thinking this is highly unorthodox. And but then, do you know what I see coming up those stairwells? I see what I first think is dwarves. In fact, until, nay, a month ago, I thought it was dwarves, but it wasn't dwarves. I've learned from my friends that I've been hanging out with that they are no dwarves at all. In fact, to even suggest that would be a, and he spits on the ground, he says, an insult to the great mountain-dwelling honorable people of the dwarves. These these were dwergar. Yes, 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 the dark dwarves. The dark dwarves of the, uh, uh, of the underdark. Uh, uh, orc dwarves, yeah, a little bit of an unfair characterization, but, uh... Yeah, take a little issue with that. Yeah, but, you know, okay, fine. If it helps you visualize, uh, we could say orc dwarves. But, uh, so I see these orc dwarves come up, and, uh, they walk right up to my buddy. I mean, he's not really my buddy. I, I call everyone my buddy because I'm trying to just be like a friendly guy. But let's say th- this traitorous asshole. Because they walk up to him and they're talking. And he's speaking to them in uh, in Dwarvish. Do I speak Dwarvish? I can't remember. Yes. You no, you don't. You don't. 
No, I don't. I think it's dwarvish. In fact, I've heard enough dwarvish recently from my, again, good benefactors, the dwarves here, that uh, now I, in retrospect, when I imagine it in my head, I think, yeah, it did kind of sound dwarvish. sounded clearly a lot more, like, slimy and evil and and gross and defiled, of course, because, you know, they're they're, they're the the, the dwergar. And, uh, but, but, but sure enough, he's making some sort of deal with them. I see an exchange of hands. I see gold changing orders, uh, ch- changing hands. And then what does he do? He turns around and he walks through the gate. I think he might see me, but like I said, I am pretty good at staying stealthy and I hide. I stay in the dark, but I'm peering. I need to see what's going on. And I see that he is leading the two Dwergar into our camp. This cannot be good. He's making a deal with these disgusting def- embarrassments of dwarven kind. Orc dwarves, I, down with I, the dwergar. He says, I, I realize that the only chance I have to save my people and do right by the dwarves is to, is, is to strike now. I have the element of surprise. And I reached into my pouch and I had been holding on to something that I had found from uh, adventurers that had come into this place and been slayed by my <laughs> tribe. Not me, but, you know, we were slayed them. And uh, he says, I produced... A scroll. And he holds up his hand as if he's holding a scroll. And he says, And I unraveled this scroll. And I had looked at it in the past. And I had unlocked its magics. And I knew that I could use it. And as I spoke the words aloud, I made myself be seen. And I said, I will strike you down, traitor to this tribe. And when I spoke the words, a huge fireball erupted amongst all of them and torched the Dwergar and my tribe mate. My ex-traitorous tribe mate alive. And... I saved my tribe that day, and all. And as the other orcs came running from my uh, from my tribe, they saw the burning carcasses, and I explained what had happened, and they gave me one extra leg of chicken that night. Ooh, chicken is hard to come by in the frozen wastes of Kunjikar. Thank you, thank you. Well, that's impressive. He says, uh, thank you. You know, I was wondering when I should tell that story, but most of the time you guys don't want, want me to... brag. Oh, you guys don't really want me to talk very much. Oh, so it was an awful lot, I'll back uh, okay. Yeah, more than usual, you're a lot, man. Could have been Could have cut, like, half of it. Any, that chicken left, and now Mock is kind of, like, pretty queasy. Like some of that extra chicken myself. I think there's plenty of elk left, cousin. Ah, I have a haunch for That's for dinner. Sounds wonderful. Wonderful. Do you have a Goliath story? Yes. You do. Okay. Then, uh... If, if one must be told, I will tell them. The chieftain, Stone Fist, stands and says, That was an excellent, uh, excellent addition to our moot tonight. What a surprise to have an extra story. And all the, uh, people come and say, Oh, man! Magic Orc! Magic Orc! Magic Orc! And, uh, and yes, says, but now, that's awesome. come, right. come. I said the last one, right? Oh, yeah. Rockmaker. Now, it's his Rock turn. Rockmaker, you already did. No, Rockmaker was yeah. was called to come up, and then Albeck was, was like, ah, oh, I've got a story. Rockmaker, Rockmaker um, is uh, a little unusual in that um, he only has one eye. One has clearly, like, been gone for a while. Um, and looks a little on the older side, maybe in the 40s, you know, which is not common amongst the, uh, amongst the Goliaths. Like among, uh, like among them, that's about the oldest you see. You see, like, maybe, yeah, it's pretty, it's like, it's a bit much. Um, and he stands up and he looks at all of you. 
non non dwarfs with kind of a cool, un- unimpressed face. He says, "You speak much of dragons, okay, and goblins. Hmm, small green things. Yes." Oh, shade. <laughs> and granted, balloons are novel. But we have not spoken yet of the desert. Desert. The hotlands. Like a hot mountain. Very far from here in the deserts. Before, there were names for these places. But there were people, and these people tried to live in such places. Snowbane came across devastation. A true swath of carnage, a ribbon of death through the sands of the Shard of Desolation, as you know. And this story comes from many, many generations. It has changed some, yes, but the core of it is known, as we all know. The story of the Tarasque and what became of it. Oh, the Tarasque. It is a... Uh. Massive beast, a lizard type. Mm. She, he gives <laughs> Bearjaw kind of a, you know, <laughs> unkillable foe. A creature so tough, so impossible to kill that it is known to be mythically destructive. Something that will end all things. A thing of death and murder. But it did not know about Snowbane. Snowbane, Snowbane. For when Snowbane heard of this red death coming to seep into this seep into the sand and turn the desert red and destroy all things that were there and could ever be. Your families included all beings. It was Snowbane who did something. It was Snowbane who took the desert itself and turned it against the Tarasque. She carved into the sand the shape of her spear and using the sun itself melted that sand into a glass spear which she threw with incredible precision and toughness and strength, piercing several layers of the Tarasque's incredibly thick and strong skin. With that spear in place and a rope attached to it, Snowbane was able to climb the Tarasque, surviving all against all odds to the top, wherein removing the spear and spearing it into the brain of the creature was able to steer it. Snowbane! Scrum you shut up, right in the lizard. The like only, Snowbane! The only known 
vision of Snowbane was Snowbane steering the creature into the shining sea. And as she slowly descended into the water, it began to boil a red ooze, a slick that to this day still remains on some of the stones around on the coast. And that was the last that was ever seen of both the Tarasque and until later, Snowbane. Snowbane! Tarasque Rider! Big old lizard. Stone Fist, the chieftain, steps forward and says, Clearly, the most, uh, the most incredible and, uh, the most powerful of all of the tales of Snowbane that any of us have ever heard. Is that good? I win. It says, it says, does, uh, 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 and she says, we go to the crowd. He says, should it be a rock maker that wins? He says, or is it hard hauler? Lumber walker. Day shot. No, day, day shot. shot. Day shot. Oh, Kevin I'm B. Day shot. He says, truly, this is one of the closest moots we have <laughs> ever had yet. Dude, what about it's Goat Frightener, man? What about Goat oh, Frightener? Yeah, yeah. Frightener? And Goat Frightener! All the goats It says, it is, uh, uh, it is a close moot yet, and the closest I have ever had to call. But it is the tough duty as your clan chieftain to declare that day shot! Day shot! The tale of that Charlon and Snowbane and their 20 days and 20 nights. He says, Coitus. He says, you will drink uh, the greatest wine tonight. Mighty pleasure. <laughs> mighty pleasure. And uh, then just all the Goliaths, like, at once, as if they all know the drill, just get up and start dispersing. Oh, oh what did I miss? I was peeing in the shadows. You won. You won the storytelling oh, competition. Oh, I wish I had not had to pee so much. Uh, <laughs> and the crowd just disperses. Mock is holding his cup aloft for another refill, but everyone has departed. And he's like, what? No. So soon? Bar's not closed, not even. Why long? Not closed. Oh, double or nothing. Double or nothing. And he's just kind of like. Double or nothing. Wandering, like, like, kind of a little bit kind of teetering in his seat and holding his glass aloft. Berja comes up to him and, like, kind of gently guides him to to the nearest, like, She's lying the little grizzly with scram. Puts him down. And, yeah. Scrims him. Make sure he doesn't he get in a fight. Oh. We had a little like, That's not my job. I am not his mother. We just had like uh, that would get to bed rolls around the fire we built is our sort of damping yeah. area. Yeah, it's Yeah, cool. yeah. She finds like the, the like nearest like sheltered area. What in into my tent? Into his tent again. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> 
He's gonna puke about that. Oh, four glasses of Everclear, essentially. Oh, like, yeah. It's not like he drank that much volume-wise, but this distills goat ichor. So you guys are all like, sort of <laughs> heading towards your little yeah, camp area with Mock when this happens. Kind of steering Mock. Scrimcorn. I'm your brother. You drive so long. Scrimcorn. Scrimcorn hears a voice that he recognizes. Grimcorn. He recognizes his voice as, as the, the sky watcher Hard Eye. <laughs> it says, "Bring your people, bring your people to my uh, to my tent. We must discuss." And he walks away. And he he walks away. To, yes. Do you see about the elk? Mark is not going to be good company. <laughs> I mean, it's up to you who you decide to bring. Yeah, for sure is. Uh, um, he's gonna go back to his, uh, yeah, um, so people are kind of gathering around our camp area. He, um, roll it wrong, please. He, Scrim, uh, makes sure that, uh, that Mock is, is tucked in. He makes sure that Mock is, uh, is tucked in, and, uh, and, uh, you know, may- maybe just trying to, like, reduce the amount of damage he can do, like, make sure there's no more goat goat swill in the in the tent, uh, and make sure that, like... Uh, pours, pours him a glass of honey and water. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Some warm, some warm, yeah. just, you know, bundle up in furs. Yeah. He makes sure that, like, he doesn't have any weapons on him currently. Yeah. At least, like, put him with his packs, like, in a different tent. Um... So and like, uh, throw his wealth over like a cliffside or something. No, no, he just like he won't be able to find it if it's thirty feet away. As long as he's not just, not just like sleeping with like a knife in his hand, yeah. we can be reasonably sure he won't use it. It's the same dwarven to put a knife in one hand and then tickle them. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of dwarves that these like odd cheek scars. Um, and so uh, it's a nightmare. You'll never make a boat out of me. <laughs> um, and. Uh, <laughs> And then he, uh, yeah, and then he goes to the rest of the, the rest of the crew. Uh, sans Abek, he tells Abek to keep an eye on Ma, knowing that that might be Abek's death sentence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like for sure. Listen, uh, says, yeah, I, I, I will come and get you if he wakes up, but I do not feel comfortable uh, uh, physically preventing says, him. Says, if he gets into trouble, you not need to physically restrain him. him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will like take a, a vile Belchfall bug. Orc dwarves everywhere. Right. I, I, I will take those says, orders under advisement and sit down. It's your responsibility. And uh, and gathers the rest of the group. We'll blame you. He gathers the rest of the group and heads off towards um, Skywatcher. Skywatcher's uh, little hut. The Skywatcher or Hard Eye. Yeah. Skywatcher's the title. Oh, he is. I think he's to the Skywatcher. Skywatcher is a role in right. life. He goes to over to the Skywatcher. First name Duke. I imagine that hut gets any kind of special accommodations or. It does, and as mentioned uh, uh, last week, actually only on Sunday, um, the Skywatcher is the only one that sort of wears clothing that seems to uh, seems to communicate a, a position. Uh, a position in the tribe. It is not, but it is a, a position in the tribe. Whereas all of the others, like even the chieftain, is not wearing any like ornamental dress or anything like that. Um, but the Skywatcher is, and uh, yeah, 
It's a big yurt that, uh, as you get near, as you just even get walk up near the 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 door, the flaps, the, flap, and, uh, the door. It's a door, I guess. Yeah. The, Scrim introduces and tells the players the tent has a door. This is their uh, their yeah. their druid or shaman. It says come in, come in. Ushers the ushers the, the party in. Not sure. Not sure if the if the party is going to Scream does not know if he is going to be shamed by the party or by the druid. He's he's concerned <laughs> that one of these people is going to make the other group have less respect for him. <laughs> and it's a toss-up. It's just a toss-up. His worlds like, are colliding. He yeah. opens up with so this guy seems like a chump. Like, can you guys verify? Like, he's not scared. He's not worried. Off. He's not worried. Like he's scared, but he's not. He's not vain. He's just like, uh, like this is going to make things more difficult. You're he about to have a meeting between your wife and your girlfriend. Yeah, he, oh, he, does not, he does not expect well, right. to. So yeah. So he's so he's kind of approaching us, mocking you. <laughs> he's approaching us, right. more somber. Okay. So uh, just to set the scene, it is. Scrimcorn, Oilvane, Drustin, uh, Bairn, and Bearjaw. It says, I take it your, uh, I take it your friend is having to sleep it off. Aye. He had a bit much, even for a dwarf, which is saying something. Uh, what demon of him he does? A thirsty says, one. Thirsty. Come, come. <laughs> have a seat. Make yourselves comfortable. Thank you. He says, can I offer you any leaf? <coughs> and he reaches for his pipe. <laughs> he goes, oh. Oh, 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 so sad. Baron uh, pulls out his pipe and says, Oh, yeah, I'll take a bit. <laughs> and he, uh, <laughs> uh, he, he hands you like a little, little a bowl, a bowl, and uh, passes it over yeah. and says, I have gathered that you are here to learn about Snowbank. Gee, what gave you that idea? He says, I have a feeling that you did not come here to hear the grand tales that uh, uh, that the rabble tells in their uh, in, in their gatherings, the embellished stories of uh, uh, of Snowbane from from eons ago. We're less interested in legend, more interested in something. Maybe we could find her if she's out and about. I liked parts of the embellishments. Oh, the stories were good. They were good stories. Oh, of course. Yes. Uh, da, da. <laughs> you want nay, da. Nay, da. Nay, yeah. da. Uh, it says, it says, the Ramuts, they are wonderful. We definitely are, are interested They serve their in, place um, in the culture. In, uh, in learning about uh, where Snowbane might be found these days. It says, Ari... Make it a point to myself to uh, to collect these stories myself, for I am uh, for I have the tales of Goliaths is of great interest to me and uh, and those like me amongst other tribes. It says I catalog the stories uh, that are told by Goliath tribes, not just of Snowbane, but all stories. It says. It is important to the Goliath people that these uh, that these tales live to uh, live to be told, even if an untimely end ca- falls uh, one of the tribes. It is that reason that I and the uh, 
and the Skywatchers from the other Goliath tribes. We, uh, we communicate with one another through our druidic magic. Fascinating. It's almost like druidic is the only kind of written language you have, isn't it? It's the only way to record it. Says, we did not write down most of these stories, except when doing trade with other races. But it says, through the collective, uh, uh, through the collective consciousness of our uh, of my druidic brethren, these uh, <clears throat> brethren and sisterin, uh, the says, these stories they stayed around and uh, uh, and they last. He says, only if you were to destroy all of the Skywatchers and all of the tribes all at once would uh, would these tales uh, would these tales disappear with time. He says, but that will not happen because of the nature of the nom- because of the nomadic nature of my people. Makes sense. It's almost a, an adaptation against the extinction of your knowledge. Fascinating. He says, yes. It is not even necessarily. He says. Is not even necessarily known to most Goliaths that this is what we do. It is not a secret. It is simply of, not of interest to them at all. But says, I was like, I did not, man. I was not interested. It says, Berja. Hello. Hang on. Hello. Hang on, I'm getting a. It is I, Berja. Baron takes a few puffs of the pipe and then passes it over to Drustin. Oh, my so dang. <laughs> Says, uh, from what I can see of you, Goliath folk, you uh, seem to not much put too much uh, value on beating around the bush. We're looking for Snowbane. Uh, my god, Moradin has a debt aloft. to Snowbane, and uh, it's our lot to uh, deliver the payment. And so we're looking to Snowbane so we can deliver her what she's owed a gift. This Any is, word of where she may be would be of great aim, help to us. This is fascinating. It says, I was going to, uh, I thought I was going to have to press to find out the true reason that you are looking for Snowbane. Baron is told much more shady characters than you. Everything he does about <laughs> 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 turns into a succubus. <laughs> a little bit like a, a bottomless tap. <laughs> it says, I will meet your honesty and frankness with honesty and frankness as of my own. He says, but first, I must ask, Bearjaw, are you the Bearjaw of Clan Redfrost? Redfrost, yes, yes. He says, you self-exiled yourself from your tribe. It's a bit redundant, but yes. Self-exiled? Redundant? You self-exiled yourself, is what you say. Oh, oh, oh. You self-exiled yourself. You exiled another person. Speaking in common, so that everybody can understand, but it is not my strongest language. Evidently. Uh, <laughs> you say dwarven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It says, the, uh, the Skywatchers know of your story, know of your tale. Oh, go for them. And says, I will press no further. It is fine. I just wanted to know if I was meeting her in the flesh. flesh. Your comment sucks. There were five other wacky characters who were with you at that time. <laughs> who are very known to my people. <laughs> I do not remember their names. But I am book. very sad for their loss. Two hands. So close to so nice. <laughs> He almost made it out. 
the story of eight owls is told over and over. It is a portent of great doom, actually. I must ask one question. It says, it has been a uh, it has been a source of debate amongst the Skywatchers. Why? Why did you exile yourself? He says, I know what happened. I understand. He says, but you are not weak. You are not holding back your tribe. It was not right to stay. In the shortest possible answer, it was not right to stay. It was my responsibility to keep them safe, and I didn't. And until I'm strong enough to to defeat those trolls or or do what it is I did then, but better and with greater knowledge and wisdom, then I had no business being there. So Goliath pups die every day, and no, uh, an exile is not a punishment for it. it says, but. Says, thank you. You said you were done after. I appreciate the answer, and I will repay the uh, and I will repay the information with information of my own. Says every story you have told tonight has a. Voice is supposed to be. Every story you have heard tonight, he says, has some amount of truth in it, to the best of our understanding of Snowbane. Says, it says. In fact, very little of them were embellished much at all, other than the cinematic, er, <laughs> the dramatic, uh, dramatic flair of the storytelling moot. It says, it says, but these stories... She beat down a mountain. It says, that they are all Lord. true, as far as we know. Mm. It says, but... She is a god, of course. It says, she was a god. What? He says, well, you guys heard the yeah. story of... Bear Jaw told us. Bear Jaw told us. I will read. I She was once a god, stood equal with uh, with your own, such as Moradin. It says, gave up, uh, gave up her godhood uh, uh, to become mortal, to come down and to fight alongside her her uh, the ones that once worshipped her, and says and saved their tribe. It was against the it was against the laws of the uh, of the gods for her to do this while she retained her godhood. So she did this, and uh, and then she wandered. And all of these stories are true. He says, stories of Ben of not Bear John, stories of Snowbane. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that yeah, that's in character. We tell stories of Grumbar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stories of Snorbane have been told throughout the land it says, for the centuries and millennia since. It says, but there are uh, strange patterns in it. He says, you want to find Snowbane? He says, this will be most important to you. Unfortunately, I do not have good news for you. It says, the tales of Snowbane, they ebb and they flow. It says, there are, uh, there are sightings of Snowbane and stories of Snowbane doing great things. It says, and then suddenly there is nothing, and nothing for decades. And there's not a single story that can be verified by the Skywatchers as being a true sighting of Snowbane. And then suddenly there is once more. Hmm. It says, I uh, regret to inform you that we are in one of those periods of uh, drought. <sighs> when, when was the last confirmed sighting 
It says it was decades ago. Thirty years. Or more. Or it? more. That's not that long. It says the most recent story you are was thinking like a dwarf again. It says the oh. most recent story was uh, okay. down south near the Kalim Desert. It seems to be a place that uh, Snowbane has visited on multiple occasions. But when I say multiple occasions, keep in mind I'm talking about over millennia. And a whole fucking desert. Mm. Yes. Which one is that? <laughs> ah, that's the way down there. It's so down there on the way to down It says, but Snowbane's stories, sometimes they're in the Kalim Desert and then they're in Thay the very next day. <clears throat> Have you no more recent news for us? <clears throat> He says, I forget to inform you that that, is, uh, that that is what we have. He says, but you came to the right place to find out about Snowbane. He says, and it is good that you grabbed my attention. Looks to scream corn. Is there na- anyone else who could tell us more than... He says, but I fear that, uh, I fear that the best you can hope for is to wait and listen and look for tales of Snowbane's return. Turns the doing bear. great deeds throughout the land. I so, don't know. If we go to the Callum Desert, do you say that was the last one? She will not be there. It but has been maybe decades. someone who is alive still, a dwarf, we could ask them. Will Morrigan bring us to her? Uh, I'm not really in a position to ask him too directly, unfortunately. I mean, he, mm. his power flows through me. But at the same time, not necessarily his attention. <laughs> you say, poor lover, sounds like. Well, he is <laughs> uh, distracted. I am but one of many. Like I said. <laughs> one of many lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's all that snow. Uh, all those snowbane stories. Got me. This task uh, has been a long time in coming, and it may be a long time in completing. Uh, I am Baron Bulderk of Mithril Hall. Uh, should you find word of Snowbane, send word to Mithril Hall for me, and maybe if it's not this year or many years hence. Uh, my kin and or I will be in Mithril Hall for some time and if I'm unable to complete the task then the duty shall fall to my kin and so delivering so this delivering this charge to Snowbane is a solemn task that I must complete or if not I then my children after me so if you and your circle should have to find word of Snowbane I would value it if you could send word sometime if not Soon, then maybe in the distant future. Hmm. He frowns and nods and says, Yes, you have done a great service for our tribe to. Making some bread over there, Dan. Fucking screw the corn. If you. If you put the timer. Turn off your cell phone? No, it does a whole bedtime lullaby. Because you put it on at nighttime. It's kind of cute. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> this hmm, yes, yes, I can. Uh, he says, this, this I can do as repayment for the uh, for the tales you have brought us and the honesty you have brought to my tent. I mean, uh, as I said, this task, it may be done in a year, it may be done in 
hundreds of years. My people are long lived, and so if it's not you, maybe it be the maybe your successor. Says we remember. I will have this task complete sooner or later. Says it is. Uh, he says I can say on the personal note that uh, as you await your completion of this task. Uh, as you await your completion of this task, it. I'm sorry, it's very distracting when he opens the door. Um, it was flying. As you uh, as you await to complete this task, I have seen very few uh, very few people and very few Goliaths that would be more worthy to hold on to the hammer in the meantime. Or to, to, to hold on to such a uh, uh, such an important. And, Powerful artifact in the meantime. Uh, I've not met many Goliaths in my time, as long as it has been. Uh, but Goliath, Berjaw, uh, is is a worthy ally. It's one of them. <laughs> Here's looking at you, kid. Hi. Because yes, yes, your stories that you have told tonight, they will be shared with the other Skywatchers, and they will be added to our collective. Goliath. It's a hive mind. It says, now, please, go, get enjoy out. yourself. Now, please, get out this of the Partake mark. of the elk that you have brought to us. This is Mark. He got so wasted that one time. He <laughs> <laughs> says, or... You drink some more. Oh. He says, oh, or stay and enjoy, and enjoy the leaf. He says, I will stay here. For oh, wouldn't mind sharing some more of the stories, you know? And as the night... Grows long, and Drustin, and the smoke fills the tent and billows out of the door. Yeah, Drustin Baron hangs around and gathers whatever information he can. Drustin, uh, Baron, and especially Drustin, I imagine Drustin will stay oh, yeah. there all fucking night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's very interested in the knowledge that they have of mythology in the world. And uh, uh, the Skywatcher, um, wait, what's Skywatcher's name? Do you have any stories of, of Snowbane... Helping dwarves. Oh yeah, there are many. I'm extracting this out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the night grows long. That's a comment that gets thrown the, in there at some point. The sure. tales, of course, you hear many, many stories. Um, and uh, and the Goliaths. Uh, there, there, there are many of uh, Snowbane uh, helping the dwarves specifically. The Goliaths, as a people. Uh, uh, respect the dwarves greatly, uh, especially because of their craftsmanship, um, uh, and they also occupy a similar. Uh, there's a lot of geography, geography. And they're both honorable people and some common enemies. Although the Goliaths don't have a lot of um, enemies, other than no sworn enemies, except for the except for giants, yeah, there troll, were enemies. giants and trolls. Enemy enemies like that, but um, but the Goliaths don't have so many um, uh, sentient species enemies. Yeah, um, mm. so much. They are so yes. nomadic, and and a lot of the moved, a lot of the evil uh, uh, races that would that would sack homes for for bounty, like uh, like orcs and yeah. and those sorts of things. They don't really clash with the Goliaths so much because they they don't have they cities to take or towns <laughs> to take. Is there a Goliath kingdom at all? Nope. They're they're unpleasant enemies and they don't have a lot of loot. 
Yeah. 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 Well, so it's, not it's really not worth exactly. the fight. When you're going to like play a mean prank on somebody and they seem to be enjoying it, it takes all the fun out of it. Like the orcs just rush in and then the glass are like having a more enjoyment out of the fight. The like, closest, though, would be go. the would be the giants. Yeah. It's like trying to mug an MMA fighter in his underwear. It's like, what the fuck is the point? Yeah. The, no. giant, the giants are an exception. Sentient, yeah. sentient and definitely enemies, enemies yeah. of the glass. I forgot about the giants. Is the, the tribe that we're hanging out with a small, medium, or large? Medium. Size of medium. Gotcha. I mean, this is about 45 people, and they top out around 60. Hmm. Oh, wow. So, medium, but not in a large band. Yeah. The range is small. They, no, you'll never find a, a Goliath tribe of hundreds. There's no there's no hordes. No I mean, Goliath's one enemy where the Sasquatch is, and that's why I don't find them no. around anymore. I think it was Bearjaw that told you as you were approaching here that if a tribe gets lar- much larger than that, it generally splits yeah. the two. Just like a beehive. Just like a beehive, yeah, that's how I mean, it works. Plus, just like the, the Again, place where they're the living. the honey analogies flow with... Yeah. Like, mortality high. is high. Mortality is high, and also just the hunting can't support a, a, a very yeah. large tribe. That's why they move around so someone much. someone won a race by snapping their shins. So. Yeah. So we saw them do it. That is true. Yeah. Snit. Totally worth it. Shin snapper. Yeah. Guys look really cool. And, uh... And so the storytelling uh, from uh, the Skywatcher Hard Eye uh, lasts as late as uh, as late as you can stand, and the the leaf stays flowing. The drink and food is plentiful, and um, and the sun rises on the next day, unless someone was going out to do something specific. No, Fairjo doesn't stay in that tent though. Juicy best. He emerges from That's the morning. That's not the morning. He doesn't know if he fell asleep and dreamed some of the stories or was awake all night. <laughs> Where's Mock in the morning? I think he put him in the dressing I tent. Yeah, Mock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, Mock in the morning, just like, Argh, Argh. His beard is And he sees Abba there, he's like, What are you looking at, all that? Uh, I was tasked <laughs> with just keeping an eye on you, but it seems like you're fine now, and I'm gonna leave. Bring me some water! I'm bringing you water! And a little more of it. Go About one minute later, he comes back, says, Got a big, huge pitcher of water. Couldn't locate any go to so, but sorry, buddy. Yeah, worthless. <laughs> Drinks on the water, he it's says. You're worthless, and I hate oh, you. Kind of, kind of hoping to there's a honey day. <laughs> Somebody help me. Don't tell, don't tell him that. I said that. Oh, it's <laughs> a living headache. And then he looks at Albeck and like gets really sober. He says, Albeck, where are all my weapons? He says, I, I, uh, I don't know where his weapons go. About 30, 30 uh, feet scrim that hit way. Them oh, Scrim hit them? Oh, I yeah. forgot. Not far okay. away. Like... 30 feet away. He like, oh, they're right out here. Like, uh, I did gonna... not take them. It was Scrimcorn. Uh, he put them over there. Right. Point I'm pointing. You can literally see them. They're sticking out. And he's shutting them off. And he's like, oh, and he goes outside. And he's just has like, an excuse to murder you. And it's God, I hate you. He gears up, <laughs> he gears up and goes and finds you all. And he seems, yeah, well, a little, little pale and maybe sour of mood. But otherwise, it's not worse for the wear. Of course. And the tent's fine. He isn't an alcoholic after all. If he never functioned like this, he wouldn't function yeah. at all. <laughs> Um, Baron, the next morning, uh, goes to the chief and says, Hey, I, uh, it's not much and it's not, you know, anything, true feast or anything, but I, I can create a day's worth of food for your tribe. I'd love to offer, you know, for the, the great aid and the stories you've told us, uh, to offer a blessing as limited as it is. Chieftain, uh, says, 
You do not owe us anything, but it uh, would be a great gift and appreciated. I would love to. If you could prepare some uh, tarps or tables that I can place it upon. Tables? Uh, uh, going tarps. Furs, just so it's not on the ground. Since so, uh, we will make it a little confused. It's like, it's like yeah. uh, okay, uh, it off the ground. Yes, we will. We will prepare it. He's uh, being very says, specific about the things. Your that needs people to be should uh, talk to uh, Skywatcher Hardeye. Uh, isn't that a tent over there? And he will t- give you the second piece of information you are looking for. Whoa, it says the, the travel through the past. Oh, yeah. oh right. Uh, you are looking for a guide, indeed. Um, so, so I do not know if you had a chance to meet Hardeye, but. Uh, He's a little gruff, but he'll give you what we have promised. <laughs> For a delight. Hey, we talked. <laughs> He's uh, seems like a good sort. Says, oh great, you've already met. All right, excellent. We all go prepare the feast. Good. Now uh, I don't have time for you. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Baron, with his magic, can use create food and water. And he's going to basically blow all of his third level spells for the day. Oh. Um, so it creates generous. 45 pounds of food and 30 gallons of water on the ground. Four containers within range. Bread. Enough to sustain up to 15 <laughs> humanoids or five steeds for 24 hours. Food is bland but nourishing and spoils if uneaten after 24 hours. The water is clean but doesn't go bad. So uh, it's basically like if I can make 45 food for 24 for 24 you hours. Jesus right now. A day's of worth of food of for the whole village for the day. Like it's literally a feast, because but it's like potatoes. If it's anyone not, sat it's not down great. and tried to eat forty, eat an entire day's worth of food in a single sitting, like you call it a feast. Oh yeah, yeah. it is a feast. Yeah. yeah, and it'll stay there for the day. They uh, they're going and setting up uh, <laughs> like uh, skins and laying yeah. them all out. I just ate. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> so full. <laughs> I'm gonna eat like three. And uh, whatever these barrels or troughs, probably like. Logs troughs. that have been yeah, like, yeah, like log troughs. Yeah, that makes exactly. Um, and so he has these prepared, and he says, and he does it three times more than you know, uh, grant thy bounty to these people. And uh, food is summoned, and it's often a lot of it is, is food from like Baron's own memory, but it's like not great versions of it because you know <laughs> he doesn't know how to make it exactly porridge, uh, so it's like, like you know porridge you know things deviled that his eggs. wife made like deviled eggs or like mushroom loaf and yeah. all these things that's like it's okay but like none of it tastes like amazing <laughs> <It's all good. laughs> nothing's yeah. better than mediocre deviled eggs <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of like no mustard or relish <laughs> nice just, little cayenne you just stirred up the yolk in the middle it's just a hard boiled I mean it's egg. not enough that I'm going to be like this is amazing! It's like not an amazing feast, but there's a lot of food I and it's it. there. And when you're fucking Honestly, starving in the winter, are you really gonna like freaking split hairs on the quality of the deviled egg? No, so and it's alive, but never. Um, I mean, I figure it's like a peanut butter sandwich when you're hiking is delicious because you're goddamn hungry. Thing. Also, this is food that they don't have very often because you're a dwarf. This is your cultural food. It's dwarven you're, food. They have no idea That's what true. it's supposed to taste yeah. like. For them, it's like, ooh, weird food. Fun. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like A lot of dwarven food is actually the texture of it. You know, the... The grittiness, <laughs> the, the hardness, the, a- the actual yeah, minerals the, the that are put into it. bread has like a lot of like yeah. whole oats in it, right? Like, like cut like, that uh, loaf of bread along the grain, along the grain, not across. It's all a sculpted yeah. fondant. Yeah, it's all in the form of incredible. Just a huge brick of fondant. <laughs> 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 no, 
have to feed 45 people. Like, like you got two dwarves like sun. Hold me off a piece of that. That's so well formed. We've, we've built natural castles out of this hard tag. Got fucked up. So the bounty. Jesus. The bounty has been created, and Goliaths gather, and, and, and there's like murmurings and talks, and says the guests, they have summoned food. It says, it is from it a dwarven god. It is the food of the gods, you know Eat it today. today. By tomorrow, it will have gone bad, but eat it all today. <laughs> the Goliaths all like whoop and clap, and they're like, <laughs> is that challenge? It will be much tomorrow. An eating contest! And a bunch of Goliaths, dear lord. <laughs> alright, alright, let's that. each go around <laughs> explaining how one of the Goliaths eats. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm potato choker. All right. <laughs> <laughs> choker. You guys have <laughs> it is the it is the dawn just after dawn <coughs> of the it. next day, and it's up to you guys where you're going. Should we not go to the uh, the sky watcher to ask about Phil Pass? Hey, let's hey, do this. Move your ourselves. No, because we can get some guys longer here. The Goliaths are a pleasant sort, but I fear that they won't be as free with their. <clears throat> Alcohol as they were last night. <laughs> if that to, is your concern. Not, not if you drink tonight like you did last night. Oh, it was, it was a lovely, a lovely brew. Now, granted, it tasted like spoiled milk from uh, a goat that has been tr- ill-treated most of its life. But I haven't had long to go. No, say, that's how you that know is it's how you good. Make it. That's, yeah. We're both at uh, the same like, time. No, that's that's how it's supposed to taste. It's no good, shit, Longvigor. Well, it goes sour if you treat them nicely. Spot, <laughs> spot on, and I I'll say that I haven't yet to drink anything quite that strong in all my life. That's why we have Goatnager over here. Uh, Longvigor says Nags it's goats. strong. <laughs> he says he, he's kind of like squeezing the face. He says, "Is it not your strongest?" Yes, it's the only thing we make. I've got nothing to compare it to. Mark says, uh, he says, well, if you have any more, I'll buy some for the road. He says, oh, that we do? Negotiate. I speak dwarven now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he, uh, he's got his very dry gallon clay pitcher, which has run, has been depleted since before Karundrakar. He's, he's, but he maybe gets a half full again. So many goats. So many a couple goats. coins, change hands, yeah. not much. So many goats were ill treated in making this. <laughs> right, angry goats. Vigorously shaking. They need yeah. to be they really did angry. They sneak in yeah. some neutrally treated goat milk in there. Oh, <laughs> Cut it with neutral yeah. goat. Yeah. That, that, oh, that bite gets us particularly angry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Love it. Turn, turn two flags. Water I'm gonna down. have to Google later because I always hear them like you scare the cows to like spoil the milk or something, and yeah, I don't exactly. know if that's true. That's what I was getting out of. I'm like, yeah, yeah. let me just fuck with the, the goat because it becomes goat especially goat frighter has a very important job <laughs> in the culture. He's a pillar of the community. Well, that'll be a good batch. <laughs> every the winter minutes. version is particularly good. It's an honorable title. Yeah, honorable title. Every night. It's the Everyone's all snickering at it. Okay. All right. To Skywatcher's tent. To Skywatcher's tent. They're stout breeds. Duke Skywatcher. 
the Sky Watcher looks a little bit groggy as you guys uh, walk in. He says, I lost my voice. He says, you, you can really uh, keep a smoke sesh going. <laughs> and, uh, Hot dogs. We dwarves are stout but hearty people. He says, that you are. He says, that was one of the best nights I've spent in a very long time. Oh, well. Glad I can be good company then. He says, oh, Scrimcorn. He says, your friends are such great people. <laughs> so are yours. This it was a pleasure to meet their acquaintance. Yes, it was a pleasure to meet your friends. And... <laughs> you can invite them back. Tell them they can come back anytime. Mountain druids. Fucking <laughs> druids. So cagey because they're literally... It was really hired. nice to meet your friends. They think they're preferably <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, it says, yes, you're looking for the, uh, uh, for the best way through the, what is it, Fell Pass? To Fell Pass, aye, and down to Mithril Hall is our final destination. He says, yes, we, uh, that area is amongst the areas that is known to the Goliath people. He says, we create a series of markings to help, uh, to help navigate it, it is only seen by our people. It is similar to the obvious markings that you have seen, but I will teach you to read them. All right, imagine Scrimcorn will be a quick study of that sort of business. He says, yes, only Scrimcorn can learn it. He says, it requires the mind of a druid. But his will do. But his will do. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking shit talking. I told you, you should have fought him the first day. Lock was not there last night, so he didn't pick up on this. He's kind of just looking around like, looking at Scrim and exactly what's going on here. And uh, he explains it, and it's it's complicated, and it makes no sense to anyone else. But Scrimcorn, like, gets it. It's this... It's this sort of, um, it's similar to druidic markings, but it's sort of a goliath, um, uh, there's some goliath magic kinda, behind it. I, like, picture it as, like, a, just a series of things to do that, like, make no sense. It's like, you walk three paces, and then, like, look for, like, like listen for the nuthatch, and then when the bird flies, you'll see it, and it's like, what the fuck are you what talking about? Yeah, it all makes sense to Scrimcorn as a way that druids yeah. could hide, uh, this sort of thing. If, you know, if Scrimcorn wanted to hide something, it would be similar, it would be... You know, uh, fewer like nuts and squirrels, and more like spiders yeah. and muck. But like the same general family. But there's like not a place to start. It's like trying to give a pirate's like map where you have no point where it starts. It's just like you know you, the things will happen and yeah, then the things will be there, right? And you're just like, well, holistic, where do I stand? Holistic like, education. Yeah, knowledge of Goliath dialect. You, you gotta do it holistic. Gotta do it holistic. Alright. He uh yeah. He spends like half an hour teaching you, uh, teaching you how to find the markings to navigate the uh, navigate the mountains, the snowy mountains here. Uh, awesome. Yeah, he, he's he's uh, and he's like when when a thing like this, you know, he's he's uh, certainly certainly uh, not close friends with uh, with this sky watcher, and uh, but uh, but listens intently and uh, and asks you know clarifications on this and that because he wants to make sure this is there's no. No uh, room for for doubt on uh, on the readings of this, as they'll be relying on it going to the wilderness. One of the things that Moth asks, he says, "Skywalker in the tent." Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Skywalker. Also, if there is, if you have any sense of the area, do you expect any foul weather coming? He says that is 
I fear the greatest danger that come upon. We face more days through these perilous peaks and we hate to be caught unawares of something on the horizon. You are fortunate. He says, it seems clear skies ahead for you if you get leaving immediately. Oh, that's excellent. Thank you. And as you uh, are all leaving, he stops Scrimcorn. He says, Scrimcorn. He says, what, Skywatcher? He says, I think you could be an excellent druid. Could says, be. But I suggest that you give it a good hard think about who you serve. Mm. He says, What? And he says, And that's it. And he says, Have safe travels. Bye. I'll take that under advisement. And he walks out of the tent. Let's get the hell out of here! The Skywatcher serves the three ice witches. <laughs> There's like, you know, a little Just bit of tension there. Jesus. Popsicle lover. Who pushed you for it? Yeah. On the trail. Well, seriously, who did it? <laughs> On the Scrim, icy trail. Scrim, yeah, like like Bush is like, let's go now. And I mean, yeah, 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 hit the door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's about it. And, what uh, a delightful village. Locker is over here. Mm-hmm. You know, got a brand new rodent cloak. It's no rat cat, but like, it's true. It's another. It's, it's a varmint. Wait, you got a rodent cloak? There's still the rat oh, rabbits. Rabbits are right, right, of the rodent. Giant rabbits. Made from one giant rabbit. I mean, that that's what they told you. <laughs> Are you gonna throw those elk horns on top of that burning skull of yours, or do something I don't sweet? think I, I, mean, get I, to, I don't think I get to keep it. I think I gave it to him. Mm. It goes, you know, as, the, as you're, part you're of in a place deal. where there's heavy competition for teeth and antlers, whereas amongst yeah, us, usually we assume like, hey, yeah. all yeah, the no one, bear giants no one else is going for it. The economy is completely different. Yeah, here you're like, oh, okay, the antlers, and like eight people are like, fuck you, that's my antlers. She's like, what? Like, oh my god. And my, my friends usually let me keep them. Yeah, seriously. She's been spoiled a little bit, yeah. frankly. I mean, that's I mean, not what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. There's a, there's a part of her that would like very much to, to bear that uh, incredible But as rack, I said at that time, yeah, get your own. Scrim's going to be pissed when we hang out with a group of people who all want the slime we find. Yeah. The slime and mold. They're like, oh, it's like, like, oh, my oh, slime. Oh, cool. You got yeah. wrong, guys. It's been oh, two weeks. You've only given me a quarter of a mushroom, right? Like, slim pickings. You'd have a... Hanging out with a bunch of druids would be unpleasant for you. Even one druid I seems mean, unpleasant Mock for you. Mock feels like he's riding high, too. Just have one person who doesn't care about money that much. I mean, that's... It's usually... It's working well so far. It's one more than there usually is. <laughs> like, the minute Scrim's like, you have my money, like, let's just get on with it. And Mock's like, I'm hanging around with this guy. <laughs> this like, guy. We are going to feel like we're like fast friends for life. <laughs> I mean, uh, that'll that. money, man. Yeah, exactly. Any <laughs> of that weighing you down today? Seriously, bro. You get loose tokens of civilization. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah. Worthless, <laughs> truly. Let me just help you unburden yourself, my good man. <laughs> From this unnatural taint. Funny thing, you'd be like, yeah, well, you love money, do you? Well, how's that working out for you? It's like, I'm more the whole than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you've been working hard to collect that. Hard as you can, as much every day of your life, you're chasing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. How's that working out? And the poorest. Yes. <laughs> Jed. 
You think it would be great if that uh, axe of Durgeddon was worth fifty thousand dollars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found like some like high end auctioneer. <laughs> yeah. Do I hear forty? Forty nine? Fifty? I'm like, it's all fucking sold. <laughs> the hammer of souls definitely is. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never said. I never said. Out out of the frying pan into the fire? I think not. <laughs> cool. You've traded debt for curse. You're God and Creator. It doesn't like you. I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid. Uh, Off we go. Yep. So we mosey on out in the mountains. Dude, good weather. Good weather through the mountains and a clear path. I couldn't have hoped for as much, honestly, when we set out uh, with assassins at our back after Karunjakar. Though I will say the hot springs were very nice. Excellent. They were excellent. An unexpectedly soft journey through the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> you had to say it, didn't you? You immediately <laughs> roll initiative. <laughs> Scrimcorn <laughs> is immediately able to find these uh, these markings uh, as promised by the Skywatcher, and he's seeing. And and as he starts seeing, he sees that the that the Goliaths, indeed, or at least the Skywatchers among them, have uh, have laid a great many marks, and there are. There are pathways and ways to go, and, and there's meaning behind them. And now that he's, he knows how to read the signs, uh, he's seeing that, you know, these, the Goliaths, everything, you know, Bearjaw has said about them and who Bearjaw is and, and the culture that you saw, they are nomadic and small and cultural, but the Skywatchers create this the network. Clearly, this net this network, this unbeknownst or. or or outside really. the care. Unimportant. Uh, it's unimportant to the Goliaths that this other thing exists because they don't they don't need it. They don't care about it. Uh, the Skywatchers clearly have just a different sort of something. There's something important to them that's not important to the others. It's like hobo signs. Like yeah. unless you're a hobo, you don't give shit. Yeah, and uh, you're able to find it and 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 head there and, and make pretty good time through it. It's still another night, two nights, three nights. Uh, this is originally going to be four weeks to go this way, and you were. A week and change into it, so you're still about a week away from Fell Pass. So, as you travel uh, uh, from the Goliath Place, you make camp, you sleep for the night, you break camp uh, a few times. Is there anything that we, now that you guys have been to the Goliath sure. thing? I want to make sure you give an opportunity for any uh, inter-character, intra-character. Uh, Drusen is uh, reading now uh, the first of Rundle's two journals that he brought with him. If there's anything that pops out of there that's significant. Mock just Mock does talk to Bearjaw specifically. Maybe during mm. one of their training oh, sessions, yeah. he owes he owes her an arm wrestle, which he unfortunately loses heavily. <laughs> he blames it on the alcohol and the recovery. She claims she says she points out he's always drunk in recovery. He's <laughs> sour about that. But it, it turns out into it turns into more of a conversation just about living a life of debt and you know. It just word was kind of passed on to him by uh, by Baron later of the, kind of the, the the talk that happened in the camp or in the in the Skywatcher's hut, and oh. you know he basically yeah he just he, he brings it up to her and says like you know it seems like you uh, seems like you're you're living a a, a life of a uh, burden yourself he says he says to, to set a task for yourself of says I I need I need to make a certain amount of money to resume the life that I wish and it sounds like you yourself have set you know a, a standard of power or some sort of level of achievement before you can return to the life that you would prefer yes I see I see the connection you're making but 
The difference between you and I is that I am the one who decided that. It seems to me that whatever the number is you're chasing was not your decision to make. Uh, he says, uh, to be honest, no and yes, lass. It was many years that I felt exactly that way and that it was the others, other people, other, other forces what would wreck my dream and what to me at the time was an ideal life, mm. life I had worked so hard for. But as time passes more and, and I think more on my choices, I can't help but, uh, but realize that I myself paved the road to where I am today. And though I did not decide from one day to the next, that over time I, I slowly made, made my own bed, as it were. Do you still feel like it was your ideal life? He says, he looks back and he says, it was so long ago, but I remember it as if it were yesterday. And he says, I would give, I would give almost anything to have back my shop and my, my, my time to craft. So don't, I don't relish violence of death as you. They're, they're necessary and I won't, I won't stand for my enemies trotting on what matters to me and my kin, but the time to, to craft and to make things of, of beauty and renown, oh, it says it truly is the life that still calls to me. Hmm. It's interesting. I do not share your nostalgia. Hmm. Uh, I would return perhaps a different person and do different things, greater things. Goliaths do not live in the past. We do not bemoan our losses. We learn from them and we grow from them. And we become something new with every day, with every experience. So perhaps in some way you will return to your place and perhaps you will have your shop again, but you will never be the person you were. You will be better. You will be wiser and and more experienced and perhaps perhaps that is what your journey is about not money he reflects on that he says wise well said well said Berger I will occasionally I have it he says uh I don't know but he says uh ah more sparring, yeah. Yeah, no more sparring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he says, some more sparring. You haven't beaten the tyrant of me yet. A few more rounds. It's a lot to think about. I always think better when I'm beating the crap out of someone. Anything else? Uh, Baron. He, he's often, you know, as we're traveling along here, like, he's like, you know, we have these mesh spells, and it's a new day since we've left the. Goliath camp and you know got new spells he's like should we talk to anybody and the thought of contacting Ricka comes to mind and so he puts it to the group he says oi should uh Ricka should let her know what we found if you're you know? okay with the idea of your uncle knowing everything oh I don't know I think Ricka seems like the good sort well yes uh, willingly uh, willingly God. yes okay no keep going or the rewind time. I first. just mean, should the worst happen, or perhaps he has wizards or something. I don't know how your spells work, but if there's a chance for you to be intercepted, you may want to be careful what you say. 
Oh, I don't know. I think it's not too worried about spells being intercepted. You would know better than me. I am just saying. You guys are all weird. I mean, torturing, I don't think he'd do that to his own daughter. He seemed to have given her an out sure, he before the assassins came on us, so he surely cares about her to some degree. Hmm. But we, she's right, we haven't sent... She left before we found anything we found out in Karindakar. She doesn't know anything about him being responsible for the fall. She doesn't know where we're going next. But she's right, we haven't sent any of these findings through these messages yet. No. But I think they're fairly safe. I mean, it's all in the mind. Even if they had a... I've heard, I mean, Drustin, back me up on this. I've heard there's spells where you can, you know, watch other areas from a great distance. I? Clairvoyance? I know clairvoyance. I can do that one now, but that one's actually fairly short range. That one's a, a mile or well, so. Spy? I or... Well, there's Scry- some spells. Scrying? Scrying, maybe. Something like that. I, can you do that? Just How, just like, I, don't, I don't know wizards very much. Is that a, I haven't learned it yet. So, I mean, it's it would be a potent ability if he was going to try and spy on a person. It's not a guarantee, but it's certainly a risk, it sounds like. Oh, yeah, but it's always a risk. I mean, he'd be staring at us right now. I, I think but, it would be all right for us to tell Rika. She should know if she's going to be talking to Grandpappy. Aye. We, must, we must decide now. If we're okay sending the information we found through these magical means, if there's a place they could be intercepted. And it's all in the head. There, <laughs> they'd have to be able to read her thoughts, which I don't even think Scott would do. I mean, I mean I'll, I'll cost detect thoughts before, <laughs> but... But you'd have to be next to the person. I? I think Rick is probably on the road. I? What happens when she gets to Adric and he flogs her for everything she knows? I don't know if he would. You don't know if he wouldn't. We don't know what he's capable of. He did give her an out. He he told her to get away before the assassins arrived. I think he's got a soft spot for his own daughter. So I think we we extend you know, whatever yeah, information may help her, but nothing more. I mean, knowing that he was responsible for the fall of Karindrakar, how did, night, how did it help her, cousin? If she knows a bit more about the character of her grandfather. If she knew that... Gives her more about what risks to take. If she knew what we knew, do you think she She's wouldn't go back? She Adric? might not. If that's the case, while I think it's a risk, she does deserve to know. She is trustworthy and has helped us thus far, invaluably. That's a good point. Perhaps she changes her mind and rejoins us. I don't want her walking in blind and she's a valuable ally. And she's family. If That's I, true. She's my aunt. What I should say is, if I was going off on my own, and this, and this crew knew something, knew that I was walking into a greater danger than I realized, I'd be quite unhappy if it was kept from me. Yeah. Noted. Well said. So, um, on is there anything you need to tell me? <laughs> if there was any surprise of that, I'm concerned. <laughs> Don't think so. Everyone starts looking at your purse. Script saying this like. So, uh, uh, Baron has three level three spell slots. You can basically do sending three times that day. I can do some spend, sending too. And uh, so he uh, basically is going to communicate with Ricka. Let him know so, what's up. Send something to Bear Jaw. So, right, uh, in the warning, are you yes. has to be someone you're familiar with. That's a limitation. Yeah. So, are you having this conversation now to send the message in the morning? 
when you memorize what you're doing? Uh, basically, I mean, I have those spells done. Yeah. I want you to write down what you have prepared on an average day. Oh, I have that. That's Wait, currently what my spells are. Ah. And sending is on the list. Fair. Especially while we're traveling. Done. You got it. Okay. Yeah, because you I just wanted to make sure you that specifically did food and water the day we got up. The day we got up, and then the next day, I went back to what the default was. Yep, I got you. You got it figured out. So that's not typically prepared. Uh, I should have expected that. Tactics-wise, I have fine traps while we're traveling. Yeah, oh, neat. Just very cool. cool. Um, so, he, uh, through the course of traps. whatever messages he has that day, and uh, if Dresden's willing to pitch out, I mean, a few messages and, you know, 25 words a pop, you know, he lets her know what went down in Karunja car. we're going to Mithra Hall next, uh, and where is she by now? Like, what's she up to? Wouldn't be far. It's two weeks. She's basically two weeks and trudging two weeks. through the snow with yeah. a from and a weirdo. Yeah, it was like a half week just to get from Blastingdale, and another yeah. week and a half to get to to get to. Now that we're a couple weeks out, maybe in the solid too. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh yeah, there's the solid. We'll just do the, figure <laughs> out. So you're gonna send all that to Tarika. Yeah. Okay. And it may take a few messages and dress to my help. We're just basically communicating. Yeah. We don't, we don't have, have anybody else for right talking. The exact words. You're going to tell yeah. her everything. Yeah. Letting her know. Everyone Including everyone. where you're planning on heading next? Heading on Mithril After Hall. After Mithril Hall? Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't feel a reason to hold it back. Yeah, at this point, I mean... Unless somebody has any sharp well, objectives yeah. and they Mox, say so. Mox specifically says anything that will help her. Scrim makes a case. Helping her know the dangers will help her. And Mox says, why would we tell her information that... Like, again, we can tell her about Diva Mascar later, but we'll help her now, and any information that she has is, is a risk, is a risk we take. He doesn't mention Diva Mascar then. Yeah, we can, we can tell her about Diva Mascar yeah. later, when we start heading to Diva Mascar. Yep. And, uh, <coughs> makes sense. what she says back. Also, yeah. she can, yeah, message back and be like, I'm being tortured by Emberhouse. <laughs> or we hear nothing <laughs> about, no responses at all. No, right? you, you... You get some res- the the first response is it's your you clearly send it with the expectation that there's mo- you're sending more messages yeah and uh, so <laughs> she doesn't respond one to of the twelve first two let's say it takes four yeah. messages to get all the nuance and the detail. details I mean not barely details it's right. still yeah. not a lot to get the big bullet points. points the big bullet points uh, uh, you know a hundred words for yeah. across four castings and uh, left Trindicar fought dragon found journal. Uh, Adric responsible for fall of place. A little yeah. more than that. Yeah, yeah no, no, I, I got you. I got you. It, you. We can hand wave away what it actually said. I'm trying to. Her response on the last one is. Fuck. Uh, no, no. <laughs> 25 bucks. Uh, yes, it's. Fuck, 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 fuck. By Morden's beard. What the. How could? Are you sure? And it's like just a bunch of cut off words and says, I have to think on this. Alright, I'll uh. <laughs> That's it. Two or three sendings. Or four sendings. Yeah, I can't really respond back. So, uh. That's you got for now. We can hit her up, Check in up later. We'll hit her up later. Yeah, um, I, I need to rewind the clock, Dad. Okay. Because I had planned something when you guys were leaving uh, the. The settlement. The Goliath settlement. I totally forgot. We also so. need to contact Dax because it's been 10 days. Oh, mm. that too. Yeah, that was actually technically First grade. before you got First to grade. the thing. We talked about that after the session. We're like, oh wait, we made all these plans for a week and then we... You got the spell levels. We only moved four yeah. on her. You got yeah. another one. We didn't do Dax in the solid. It doesn't have to be afterwards. that same day. It's afterwards. Afterwards. Um, in the camp. 
Just as you're leaving the camp, in fact, let me really set the mood. Back at the camp. Ooh. As you're all packing up to leave, Aubeck says, uh, you know, can I, uh, uh you know, t- talk to everybody for a second here? He's earned some respect from Drusen after that talking about casting fireball. <laughs> he says, uh, you know, like I, 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 I have a, a, a proposal. He says, I, to, to put it shortly, I'd like to stay with the Goliaths. Oh. Looks to each of you. you think he says, I've really Goliaths? thought this through. I, I, I've really thought this through. Uh, he says, I understand that the, 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 the Goliaths, uh, I, I have spoken to them, and they really don't mind outsiders being around so long as they can keep up. I'm certain I can. I know these lands. My people are used to them. I can certainly do that. He says, your greatest concern with me is that I have a lot of this information and that I would, uh, and, and that if I were to get, you know, uh, captured or something like that, that it could get out. But if I'm with the Goliaths, they are uh, capable, capable nomadic people, unlikely to run into a greater civilization. So I would be safe uh, with them the and I could provide... I, great, greater numbers purely mean that as a turn of phrase to mean a civilization of greater concentrated numbers. Uh, clearly lower civilization, except for the dwarves, which is would be equal to the Goliath. Continue all that. So yeah, so uh, you know, and uh, you know, I, I, I really hit it off with some of the uh, some of the people here, and you know, I, I, I really Long feel like ready. we have a lot more in common than I w- was expecting to, and, and they don't hate orcs is an extra bonus. Uh, and, you know, frankly, we they don't really have that in long this long current situation. Yet. So, uh, you know, um, give it a day. I, I, I've spoken to I, I've spoken to a couple people and it would be an, an amenable situation. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Of course, I'm not making any demands. I am your prisoner, I think, still. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe you can get me out of your hair and you don't have to have my blood on your hands. And, uh, and, and you know. I feel like it's maybe the best solution we've seen so far. I don't want to remind your blood on me. It feels fine for me, quite frankly. Uh, you're an orc, enemy of my god and my people, but at the same time, you're a weird orc. You're weird. Uh, uh, yeah, and you know. I feel odd about killing you. And so, leaving you with these people where our secrets are unlikely to get into the wrong hands. Uh... I don't have a problem with that. And I'll sleep easier at night, quite frankly, having you gone. I mean, you're an alright sort, but you're still an orc. Says, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I said, you know, uh huh. Uh-huh. Thoughts, anyone else? I'll become uh, I'm sincerely glad that you found some people that can stand you. <laughs> and, uh, people came up to me afterwards and they said they liked my story, they liked to hear me talk. That's good. That's good. Goliaths are odd folk too. I predict not all Goliaths. I predict many more moots with you around this, uh, Mm. you around this tribe. Mm. Indeed. I predict like three, three moots. That's. They just cancel moots. We no longer do moots. We don't do moots anymore. It was a tradition that lasted literally centuries and generations. We don't really do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. Uh, Mark says, well, best of luck to you, Albeck. As Baron, Merjah said, wouldn't really mind if you were to die, but we just over there is pretty committed to your life, and you've been an all right sort until now. Haven't really slowed us down, and I, uh, 
hope you don't return to any murderous ways because well, you won't live long, I sure, if you turn to turn backwards. I, the, the only uh, 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 people that I will murder is the ones that are necessary to protect uh, my tribe. As he gestures to the Goliaths. <laughs> Mock chuckles at that. Quick on that one. Well, but uh, I'll admit, uh, in the time since we first came upon you, well, you've proven yourself to be a bit deeper than I first thought. Casting a fireball from a scroll. That takes some skill. He says, uh, you, you know, you guys I ever give me a scroll? always fancied myself someone that would be interested in uh, diving into the arts if given the uh, the opportunity, and it's sort of what I would spend a lot of my time doing. Uh, you know, I didn't really want to... I felt like if I talked about it with you, you'd make me feel like an idiot, so... And also, you don't like to hear me talk. Well, perhaps we'll meet sure, again sure. someday. Yeah. Just don't yeah. Well, goodbye! Uh, Parting words. Abandon Grumish. <laughs> says, I will... Uh, take that under? Take that under advisement. He may have created you, but he's... Not your... Vile and wicked and will do you no good. I've never had a, a, a large amount of, uh, you know, loyalty very to... strong relationship with my... people or a, or a strong relationship with, uh, uh, with him or her or, or it. I... I don't even know what, what he is, really. I, I don't I don't really understand the gods. He's a one-eyed monster. Frankly. So he's a monster. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, I, I think that would be fine. Okay, abandoned. Aye. Good luck with your new tribe. It's been a pleasure. Well, it's not been a pleasure at all. But, uh, uh, no, it has not, uh, you know, on either side, really. But, uh, you know, it was, no, I learned a lot from you. I give you. Cool I look in fear every minute of my life the last couple weeks. But you know, but the, that even that was a, uh, you know, a, a, a learning opportunity. I feel like for me. So thank you for that. I guess. True. I, I suppose. You taught hey, me. Hey. You taught me that uh, dwarves are surprisingly okay carrying slaves around. The, uh, <laughs> If, if anything, if any benefit on my end, I never had a problem with you around. But uh, if anything, it will be a relief to not hear these uh, these dwarves carry on about lesser races while they uh, had a knife to your throat for weeks on end. It's getting exhausting. <laughs> I know, right? It's so tiring. <laughs> Try not to get yourself shunned, though, right? Uh, I, I will do my uh, I will do my darndest. But also prepare for it. Yes, I, it will uh, probably happen. Oh, Keep some wow. snacks in your pockets. Get a yes, vote of confidence from the Jerky. old uh, peanut gallery here. I'm just Preserved gonna foods. Go ahead and take my right. bag. And it's a good idea. It's possible you may end up being hated again. To walk away. <laughs> I feel like we did our polite <laughs> farewells and now it's turning to classic. <laughs> Goodbye, Obek. May our paths never, never cross again. again. <laughs> Don't tell anyone our secrets. Obek, uh, I won't. <laughs> His hands a little bit shaking when he goes. As we walk he keeps away, looking back like a little bit, he's clearly still afraid to get an arrow. Just like, yeah, he's like, it's just simpler this way. Keep walking, Obek. Fewer, fewer unknown variables. Yeah. Trudges yeah. towards the middle of the tribe. One of the Goliaths walks over and like gestures, and he's like, rrr, rrr, and he hits him. says, oh, "We really do care for you, Thruston. We didn't kill an orc for you. <laughs> Don't forget it. That's true. I'm proud of your cousins. I'm so proud." 
That's not the right. That doesn't feel right. <laughs> cor- 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 I refuse your pride. Of course not, Ben. Remember the last time when he said not to kill the goblins and we killed them all? That felt great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't kill all the goblins. No, that's oh, true. He made us send the women and children away. away. Well, that would have been a messy business, but I'm sure they're... they're, they're more Godless than cool are, are off ransacking other villages by now. They mature at a surprisingly terrifying rate. Right, letting them go is like letting go of roaches. You're just infesting someone else's house. Really a sad memory, and I'm pretty sad that we're talking about it. Aye. Next time we'll kill them all. Let's talk about what you're sending to Dax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to send to Dax. Uh, Ruka had the right of it there. Dear Dax. Hi. How are you? Yeah. Ducks! Are you still best? Update! Can you are you still best at being a Two words. Clunky, 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 clunky. It's like, you up? You up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back in right. D20, we Imagine played... if you will, an eggplant. <laughs> Back in D20, we played a, a different game called Unearthed Arcana. Or Arcana. I played that one one time, yeah. And there was a spell where you could transmit a message just through touch. Yes. And Dan Gerstein would always cast that spell and it was like, you know, ten words or something. So the, we always joked that if you had any words left over, you just filled it in with cookies. Yeah. <laughs> because everyone's just going to be waiting to see if yeah. you're done talking. You're like, is there any more? You're still, you're still touching your so, um, so we're saying we to Dax, right? Like, yes. What What have you learned, and have you got the blood? Yeah. Have you got the blood? What have you What learned? have you learned about the adventures till this point? We can plenty of Taste any other nice foods? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or or any word of the of the mudbeards? He's in here. <laughs> oh yeah. Any yeah. word? Uh, any yeah, information about assassin skilled? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, about Adventurer's Guild or Mudbeards. Oh, yeah. oh, so you're saying that. Yeah. Drewson will send the spell this time. All right. Drew. Uh, <laughs> he calls Unga to his arm, and she clutches there, still in Peregrine Falcon mode. Um, and uh, she's still got the little dragon bone around her foot, and uh, her eyes glow green, and somewhere... An animal lands near Dax telecommunicates a message to him. Uh, and the message is Dax. He got his attention. I put the snail Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a roach. How are you? I've been traveling through the snow. Yeah. Oh, the word. blood. Uh, do you have the blood? Any updates on the Adventurers Guild or the Mudbeards? Kirsten is interested in cookies. It's important to him. He's eating cookies while doing cookie. Oh no. Cookie emojis. Cookie cookie ale cookie. I keep seeing the pictures of cookies. This is what, ten days after maybe we're late on it. Um Yeah, I got the blood. Oh, nice. Five. But this adventurous guild Ten. has got some shady shit going on. Sixteen. I know, I count. Okay. Uh, Better than me. I don't use my fingers. Says, I'm gonna keep poking around 
to see what. That's it. He's got one more word. No, that's it. Oh. Oh, I. I. Okay. <laughs> I thought someone killed him. If you don't fill in the cookie, everyone assumes you were killed. To Why? see what? If it's a different day, like we got lots more messages we can send back and forth. We no reason yeah. we have to wonder. Send a message to him. Twenty-five word limit. Response. Uh, <laughs> response, please. I can get one, or I can send one more message. And Mock says over his shoulder, "Still paying the eight <laughs> hundred. That's not." A lot. A lot. It's hard to count words. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to figure out how they got so big so quick. Message in a week. Alright. Okay. Cool. We'll still be on the road. Yeah. True. In two weeks. Alright. Yeah. Grim. Anymore before I fast forward. Alright. Uh. Sends an animal messenger back to. Whoa. Someone can't He's got to refresh. Hard Eye? Um, send a message to uh, to Hard Eye. Uh, or Stone Shaper. Does he really? Yes. Oh, oh Maker. Okay, okay. No, 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 what animal? He's okay. Stone uh, I've got a mangy bird. Uh, uh, a bird with a, a disheveled, A disheveled what? snow pigeon. <laughs> snow pigeon. A dove? Uh, I give him a description and where he's at. Because uh, we're, I assume, within 50 miles. Says, Before you go. Forgot, we are pursued by dwarven assassins. If your tribe encounters them, see to their demise, and we will repay the debt. P.S. <laughs> Kill them all. It's a one-way message, so... Yeah. I don't have to listen to it. The pigeon <laughs> dies at the end of the message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it turns inside his mouth, just starts foaming, and it just... Oh, releases his bowels on the floor of his yurt. <laughs> And the pigeon instantly rots and just oh. fills with like mice, and yeah. lice, and maggots, and just and just. What do we get around? I will send one <laughs> each day until we are out of range. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You have to have a while. It's like the cross train. <laughs> you're only traveling like ten miles a day. Scrims, oh, right? Five dead pigeons on this floor. <laughs> All right. So, uh, however, you're able to make. Um, Pretty good time through these mountains with these uh, special uh, Goliath druidic markings. We'll call them the Skywatcher markings. Um, the Skywatcher markings, and uh, you're able to get to Fell Pass nearly a week ahead of schedule wow. because of the, because wow. of the increased worth it. speed going through here. That's how like, it's done. The pathways that you're traveling are just—they don't look. Ideal. They don't look. Ideal, but as you travel them, you realize like the, it's, it's following the land perfectly, and uh, you know it's just a surprisingly uh, efficient, efficient path. Yeah. Well, just if you're going, if you're bushwhacking, then as simple as keep going this way, and there's a crevasse. Like 
prevents you from having to like backtrack way like around like yeah so much of your time previously is like move a little bit sort of like oh see a thing here move up to the side it's all pathfinding versus following a path we all of a sudden find ourselves in the flinty hills coming out of the mountains heading down now it's still snowy even when you completely exit the hills here because you're in the north and it's the dead of winter but but it's, it's not the mountains. But, you're, but the mountains now are finally Love, it's the wind. left behind you. Wow. And uh, you're about uh, you're about two and a half weeks um, into this with only another half week to Mithril Hall. Week being ten days. All right. Five days to go. So then, do we need a message, Daxian? No, let's say you did it. That's gonna be just give give me till next week. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you were five days late messaging him, and ten days is after right after you get to Mithril Hall, and therefore next week. Yes. (laughs) Very well. (laughs) Sounds good. Um, He already said. Ask me again later. <laughs> we were gonna miss the, the he meant in the he meant in the in the grander metaphorical, uh, you know. Like, cosmic, we had, we had mentioned they saw it before. <laughs> we'll wait, oh, we game time, and then ask We again. knew that Nassal was gonna be on the road for a couple weeks. Are we yet at yeah. the point where she is back in Mirabar? We said um, we'd contact her again in a month. I don't oh, know if it's month. been that. Never it's mind. not the number. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, but it, but you are you know you're we'll two and a half weeks. It'll be three weeks. Yeah. Uh, when you get to Mithril Hall? Perfect. If all goes well. If uh, all goes well. Drusen um, comes up to Baron and says, uh, So, cousin, um, I'm not sure what effect my exile from Gontelgrim will have on... The welcome you receive <laughs> Mithril Hall. Your family of Mithril Hall? Well, I'll have... Uh, I have never tried to enter a dwarven stronghold since 15 years ago. Well, there are different areas of Mithril Hall. There are certainly the locals-only sections, right? People who live there, dwarves only. Then there's, you know, dwarves and honored guests. And then there's, you know, people who are coming looking to trade. Uh, and there's even Settlestone, which is just, you know, a a settlement, it's not even dwarven settlement, it's a human settlement uh, above, you know, right at the exit. So, uh, given the composition of our group, we certainly won't be going to uh, the dwarven only sections. At best, maybe the dwarven honored guest sections. Uh, but I don't even, I don't, maybe even that's a bit of a stretch based on what we got. So, it's, fair, it's fairly good luck that Albeck has made his way. Made, Aye, his own, made his own way. Losing an orc does definitely <laughs> increase our. Uh, the float, the rising tide floats all boats, as it were. Aye, it makes a better impression too? not having one of those around. I have no interest in. The half drive is still a bit of a challenge, <laughs> and an exiled orc is a bit of a challenge. I'm not going beyond Southstone. All right, no interest in. I'm fine with that. You can stick around. Listening to. You try to excuse our presence, and your cousins try to not excuse our presence. I will. I will go as far as I can. I want to see. Well, you're in for it now. It says so on my helmet. And on your belt. Right. Yes. I do not read belts very often, but yes. And I think your <laughs> case your specifically is this. This has to do with the matter of your uh, banishment. 
Right? This is, you know, the one who caused you to be outcast from the clan is, uh, you know, bringing... Maybe he did so to hide crimes of his own. So, uh... Maybe it makes sense. Maybe not right away, but we'll we'll talk. Well, I mean, we'll negotiate and we'll discuss, and uh, we'll see what we can do. Uh, how much warning should we give them that we're coming? Should we just show up and uh, maybe send a message then, or what well, seems like the best course of action? The idea it was to get to place. get the audience, plan an audience where we have the opportunity to speak amongst influential dwarves. And uh, do so without giving, tipping our hand too early. Right, you, so... Uh, said you were willing to contact your father and arrange, arrange a place where we might be able to present our findings. If we're a few days old, perhaps now would be a good time. What do you need? What are you doing with that finger? I think it's a spider. I'm trying to find a spider. Oh, I'm trying to find a spider. I thought you were. I thought he was casting a freaking spider. No, I saw the spider and I was impressed. This spider was just floating in midair and I was like where is his web is he hanging from all the way above and he's not but he's it, moving his hands like a magician where he was I was like, trying to find the hidden no string I was like here. why are you no pointing at me why do you want <laughs> I feel like every week we have to ask Greg why are you moving your finger <laughs> why, <laughs> are you doing why are you casting a spell well let's close enough where perhaps it's time to let your father know to give him the time he needs to organize now that it's a straight shot, or do we wait till we're days up? Bear, really, it's your family. Let's see. Uh, we want to make sure he can maybe get an audience, but we want to minimize the time that tongues can wag to Adric and he has time to set forces against us. Mobilize his political base, as it were, not the least of which is his daughter blasted <laughs> he's a oh I never did have much of a head for there politics is, there is not much that uh, my uncle Balder a doesn't day? tell his wife or, am I right uh, <laughs> I'll take no, two days at most you know they're, they're, they're married they, uh, you as know, I recall his two days power and influence ends at the threshold of their of their home. I mean, truly, my mother is the more political of the two, though as head of the Temple of Morden in Mithril Hall, he does bear quite a bit of influence himself. Uh, One day seems enough time to prepare accommodations and safety. It's enough of a rope to maybe get us a head start, but not so long as to hang ourselves with. I... Well, we'll, we'll wait till we're a day out and see what we can do there for that. Agreed. Alright. And so we travel down the pass and get real close to Mithril Hall. We're on the road now. We've made it to the road. It's not a super well-traveled road going north of Mithril Hall. Not a lot of travel there, so you're still having to smash through the snow, but uh, underneath the snow we is Yeah, yeah, you went uh, you, straight across. You went, so this I map, remember we kind of went down. This like, map doesn't show it super well. Oh, it does show it. This way, this See way. where that yeah. dark army keep is? Dark arrow. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, actually that's the, now. The, so it's actually not. It's actually not shown here. But that, that pass, like, is straight through. Oh, the I thought the pass was. Because yeah. oh. a pass goes pass. through the mountain. 
that's yeah. where it passes, right? So there's a pass that goes through there, and then it cuts down to Mithril. And yeah. you can't really see the geography of Mithril Hall here, too, because it's, like, nestled in its own mountain, because it is a mountain. Yeah. So rather than going here and around, we went here and down. Yeah. I need to get some Is it called that because this is where they mine Mithril? Yes. Just like in... It has a big Mithril mine. Radius, which I just read? It is a Mithril mine. Oh. A very rich one. Which the hell is called so, when a day out, he contacts his father. And again, he usually is setting prepared, so he's got three he's willing to blow on it. Um, Alright, Pa. Do you want exact words for this? I kind of want to know what he's going to say. This is, uh... Yeah. This is, yeah, this is a fork in the road. You did have a proposed message before. How old is your dad? Uh, he is... If he had kids young, I didn't I look at the dates because that that depends a little bit on like how Adric, how old Adric is, and then how old his daughters would be in relationship, and maybe and then how old he, he married would. young. <laughs> so I don't I don't know that he's definitely you know at least a good fifty bare minimum fifty years older than Baron, yeah. which puts him at like you bare know two fifty, yeah. uh, you know somewhere yeah, in there. That makes sense. So he's mama, mama well, there could also potentially be a great age difference between yeah. Adric's daughter and yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, possible, <laughs> sure. Um, but it doesn't but, have to. But bare minimum, as far I mean, dwarves yeah, become of age at about age fifty, so it wouldn't make sense for a dwarf to have children himself younger than about fifty. That would be a little bit weird and somewhat scandalous. Yeah, scandal. <laughs> Kids at thirty. Oh my god, <gasps> pregnant in your forties. <laughs> Your life is How old is Baron again? Baron is 192. 192. Can't even look at you so anymore. 242. So that's kind of the bare minimum that his dad could be. Yeah. But could be, you know, quite a bit older than that. Uh, as far as just dwarven age mechanics are concerned. Um, so... Let's see. Well, the message he had crafted before. Father, Baron speaking, discovered Kurindrakar... In the Stone Tooth Mountain, returning to Mithril Hall, estimated four weeks, evading assassins with mobs, mm-hmm. dressed in other words, but fell past. Um, so we're going to be a lot closer than that. So, <laughs> oh, let's tomorrow. see. Estimate one day. Discover Kruinskar, returning to Mithril Hall, evading assassins. We're going to leave that part out. Evading Abek. Uh, with Mog dressed in others, via Fell Pass. I think we're kind of well past Fell Pass. Well past Fell Pass. Well past past that. You're you're really just a day away. Right, what do we go? Oh, we got yeah. one, two, we're three, four, five, six, day. seven, eight, nine, ten. Tomorrow. Five days. Um, I'll send love to mom. Please. Uh, Arrange please arrange audience. Um, please arrange audience. Important please business. <laughs> no cookies. Yeah? What was a no cookie message? Another question for when we're in Mithril Hall. For sure, telling some of the people that we trust having this audience, you know, getting the information out there was like a main motivation. But then there's Mama Baldurk's amulet. Yeah. And I don't know if we will be able to just ask to see that. Well, we can always ask. We can't always ask, 
But then you've asked. Yes. You and can't sometimes ask. forgiveness, permission, it's like going into a bank and that's order if they'll give you all their money. The order is meaningful. Um, oh, so you won't hand it to me? Okay. Well, um, what time you close up shop around here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Where do I didn't you place it when you go to sleep at night? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like. Got it. You want to read out the actual, the full? Thing? Actually, I'm going to change important to dire. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Let's take this one to eleven. Literal chills. Just chills. I'm just literal. <laughs> well, hang on. I'm just very. Oh who are we trying, hang on. Who are we trying to get audience with? Uh, I'm going to say like with yeah. Uh, head, head of the, the clan. Hall. Head of the clan. We're going to bring our audio, our, our evidence yeah. to the head of the clan right now. I thought we weren't doing that right away. I thought we were getting yeah. the trusted allies. I thought we were getting so trusted we, allies. We did, and one's six months out, and the other one's what two months out, three months yeah. out, something like that, and so. Now two months out, and so like, are we gonna big. wait or are we gonna, or are we going to act now? I just feel like giving Adric six months yeah. is way, way worse than like risking we tell the wrong person. We've got to bring a big cousin. I feel like yeah. I mean, just again, do you need trust the head of Mithril Hall? Who's the head of Mithril Hall right now, Mister Mithril? Is that Dan He's weird. No, that's his father. Yeah. That's in the books, but I don't know if that's been established. Please. Call him Mithy. It's not Bruner anymore. He's, he's long gone. Mithy um, uh, yeah. is Smithy. Anyway, I, I think I think the highest level audience you can... Alright. Arrange audience, dire business it is then. Okay. Father, Baron speaking. Discovered Kundrakar in Stonetooth Mountain. Returning to Mithril Hall. Estimate one day. With Mock, Drust, and others, please re- arrange audience. Dire business. Whew, the fact that Baron, just as a, a brief thing, um, Baron's father uh, has worked with Baron in the Temple of Morden for uh, like a century or over over that, right? Quite frankly. Um, the fact that Baron is sending this message and his father would know that he is sending this message would be fairly significant. Yeah. Because Baron uh, left as a level one cleric and now he's returning as a level six cleric in mechanical sense. So this is dramatically significant. Like, this is a much higher spell than he has ever shown casting than his father seen in a long time. And this was like, you know, dwarf time not that long ago. Almost does his father respect Baron. How much does his father respect Baron? <laughs> um, oh, good question. Hard question for any human. <laughs> Certainly not as much as he respects respect himself. Him? You know, let's do a player <laughs> round the table. How much do your parents just respect him? Certainly not as he, not certainly not as much as he respects himself. Um, <laughs> while he is his oldest son and has been sort of training him up like stuff like that. Uh, like, is he competent? Is he someone that he has to look after? Like, how would you describe? Like when he thinks of uh, Baron, is this some? What's what is his attitude towards him? Like, what's the relationship? Uh, I imagine that his father wishes that he were better. Baron is certainly competent, under, but at the same time, he wishes that he were more, like underachiever. Yeah, like, feels like he could have done more with what he had. Feels like he could have done more. Like you know, this is my son. In, in comparison to him. Yeah. Uh, Baron has not done that much. I mean, his uh, his father from a, I mean from when Baron's childhood 
uh, became the head cleric of Mithril Hall and has been the head cleric through many, you know, tumultuous times in Mithril Hall, been attacked by orcs, been invaded by drow, been all kinds of crazy shenanigans, and he's been sort of the head of all of it. And Baron's been there, yeah. um, but, you know, hasn't really ever shown amazing shine or spark or, you know, really rose to the occasion. He was always just kind of there, putting the hours, reliable, dependable, but nothing like he's not the star of any team. Like, that was, that was Baron. That was his dad. That was, that was himself. Does his father uh, know about Baron's mission to raise his wife? Yeah, he's the one who, no, um, uh, (laughs) on that, uh, hey, dad, uh, uh, aware of it, disapproves of it, um, doesn't like to talk about it. Pretends uh, it's not happening. His son was a weeping, depressed mess, and uh, sort of as a sort of requested this mission to leave, <laughs> and he said, "Fine, go." Cause, Stop crying. Yeah. Rather than wallowing in your guilt. Would, yeah. Would Baron's father want Baron? Again or something like that? Is that something that would... Yeah, do toy free very much? Do they do that kind of thing? I would imagine. You know, somebody yeah, not dies, within a year. Adric dish. Yeah, well, somebody dies yeah. violently, right? And you have another 200 years? I mean... You're just going to bite down and... It sounds like he might. Yeah, but, be a bachelor well, he's, like, he's not waiting, though. I mean... To like, man, I already know... It would be weird to bring it up so soon. It would be weird to bring it up so soon. So, I mean, maybe that's in the works, but... In, in the long term speaking he was married to his wife for over a hundred years um, and she's been dead maybe a year mm-hmm. so saying hey you should remarry would be a bit soon in the time scale of a dwarf but his dad does end all his messages with Brunhilde says hi <laughs> are you ready to hear his response yeah so you sent it out you're one day out yep um <clears throat> Read your message again. Let's set the scene. Father, Baron speaking. Discovered Kundrakar in Stonetooth Mountain. Returning to Mithril Hall, estimate one day. With Mark, Drustin, others. Please arrange audience. Dire business. You must have been nearby when the news broke. Quite an explorer you've become. Taught you better. Don't misuse words like discover. Adric would not be pleased. Oh, boy. That's 25 words. What was the first part about the... Can you say that one more time? I don't know. Does Baron remember the whole thing? Baron's Baron traumatized and just goes... (laughs) (laughs) I blacked out. What did he say? What did he say? Uh, That was was a very disapproving fatherly message. The very beginning of it was something... Charlie said that you must have been nearby when news broke. Must have is a good way to save a word and a sending message. That's by the true. Way. If the assassins came when, to Krundrakar, they might have been like, hey, we just discovered this great place. Could be. Huh. I mean, Adric definitely knows where Krundrakar is. Uh, Baron sends a message back Come on, Baron. and says, what news? Broke. Cookie, cookie. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> two two words. Your first one was crafted so artfully. <laughs> your second one. What? what? 
<laughs> Your dad wants you to be better. You said, what news? <laughs> what news? Always ascending. Are you sure you yeah, want to write like you're words. asking him uh, like what's going on with the family? No. How did he phrase it? What he said broke. you must have been nearby when news broke. What news broke? Okay. Just want to be clear. So it is like, right. well, your mother's doing That's okay. Brunhilde says hi, <laughs> as always. The temple has this She's new She's only fresco. getting hotter. Oh. She's more buxom She's every day. Wine. She ages well. <laughs> She's a uh, tented. Childbearing hips. Unlike Mort. <laughs> she would be a much better woman than the god that you were. <laughs> His power flows through me. Not his attention. You can't, you can't pull back a letter or a phone, so you're just going. I'm describing this. How many words left? It's like 16. Uh, yes, I cast this at a higher level to go into more detail. I'm sending a picture now. Yeah. I'm hanging up now. Please don't respond. Even though I have no power to refuse. How do you slam down the phone on a sending? Going to their response is the discovery of the ancient ruins of Kunjaka. <laughs> Must have been among the first, eh? I'd like to hear about what it was like. See you in a day. Yeah, yeah it sounds oh, about man. right. Yeah, we've been fucking hiking. We should have taken all the books. Boonies. We should have killed those assassins. Yeah. And we'll continue next week. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well done. Adric's not disappointing. I mean, for somebody that's only sinking in now, that like he would have like the coordinates, yeah, exactly where. And if he thinks that we're gonna say, "Hey, it's been discovered," he's gonna be like, "Hey, uh, buddies, go in there and clean up all the secrets." Good. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is uh, Abraham. Yeah. Fucking dwarves and your problems. <laughs>